footy and frothies. Round one is in the books. Daggy and Barney are with you to look back on all of it and see what we made of uh, some interesting games over the weekend. But entertaining round. I was, don't think yes. it was a boring game. No, all, I don't really. think it was. Uh, Ollie, of course, isn't with us. He's on lunch with his uh, dinner with his sister-in-law, so thoughts and prayers with him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Barney, what's the over/under on us saying the word clunky? Tonight, yeah, I've been mentioned two or three times every match. I would imagine mm. <laughs> there was nobody that really hit the ground running. Uh, there was some, there was a bit of smooth attack occasionally, but yeah, there was a lot of times where everything fell apart there for a lot of teams. Yeah, well, <laughs> whether uh, it be defence or attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get into each all of that. Now I'm just touch on a couple of quick uh, news notes. Uh, signing news of the big signing of the week is that. Dave Fafid is not going anywhere. He's sticking with the Gold Coast Titans till 2026. Uh, amid speculation, he's going to go to Queensland or Brisbane or um, Queensland, Brisbane or Canberra. Brisbane, Canberra yep. uh, but no, he stayed at the Titans, I suppose. Good for them. Seemed a lot more interested in this game as well. He'd, well, yeah. Probably <laughs> playing the Tigers helped, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good for them, I suppose. It's uh, just one less thing to worry about. We've also had uh, Swali, he recommit to... The Roosters until 2026 as well, I believe, to 25 or 26. So amid uh, all the usual speculation about who's going to play fullback in the next few years. But mm. the, the crazy thought might be he might just be happy being a good centre. So <laughs> He might be. Um, surprising, I really thought he'd end up in, in the Union, go over yeah. and play a World Cup while he was still young and then come back. But, um, yeah, no, well done. Yeah. That's a good, you know, good pick-up. The bloke hasn't really set... A foot wrong since he's uh, come into top grade. So it's it's amazing when you hear the trials and tribulations of all these teams and the Roosters just uh, <laughs> just keep re-sign people, sign who they want, go and get a five hundred thousand dollar front row from Penrith, uh, go and get a premiership winning hooker. You know, didn't help them on the weekend. Did not help them at all, uh, which we'll get to. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's the main signing news. I don't think there's any other massive ones we need to worry about just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, not particularly. You got any um, injury, injury updates? Injury updates. Let's have a look. Arrow and Tavita Totola are both out this week. Hamstring for Jai Arrow. Totola's still got his head knock. Uh, Latrell's been named, watching his knee. Didn't train today, but he'll probably play through and tape it up and do finish his Finish the game okay. Yeah, he didn't look He was hobbling for 10 minutes or so, but seemed to finish the game pretty well. He does a lot well. of that anyway, <laughs> I think. But... Um, He's been named, I assume. Pl- I, I don't think they would stuff around with him if you wouldn't think so. They're in doubt. Why would you risk it at this time of the year? Uh, Matt Lodge broke his... I think he had the same injury as Manu. Um, had an indented cheek or something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out for a while, yep. four, four to six weeks, I believe, at least. Uh, as is uh, Jared Warira Hargraves. Mm. Kieran Foran's been named. He's had another knee knock. Uh, Toby Sexton's on standby. Munster, four weeks with his uh, compound fracture of his finger, came back on and played with his bone hanging out his hand, which... Um, very tough. Probably won on the game, really. And did probably win on the game. Mm. And Jack Williams out this week. Scott Sorensen out this week. Uh, Adam Elliott out this week. Uh, the other main injury news. Again, HIA for all three, was uh, it? All three. Elliott's got a groin. Oh, Elliott with a groin. I've heard that about Adam Elliott. So. <laughs> Apparently. Um, good luck to him and Millie. Gravity taking effect. <laughs> Oh, watch out. Oh, look at that. It's a whirlwind look through the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, suspension. Jordan Rappenau got reported for the third time in three games uh, for knocking someone's head off again. He's got three weeks. I was going to say, they find him again or what? No, he got, he's <laughs> having three weeks off. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's too many other big. Well, Graham's oh, wait, Graham's going to fight his. Apparently, yeah. Uh, interesting one. Uh, not actually that one. There was another one in that Sharks game. The head clash earlier. Finucane. Finucane, which Tatola. the same thing happened in the Panthers game mm. to Hos, not Hosking, um, one of the Fords, and he got off with nothing. So. More, I'm more thinking of a Newcomb one than a Graham one. Graham well, one's interesting. He left the ground. He had no, he didn't. It was ruled as a head clash. It did cost him a penalty, but I think first contact was probably the sternum, but it did, it did end up hitting him on the bottom of the chin. So yeah. um, I find it pretty hard for like I'm guessing they're challenged to get in. They're hoping for a downgrade for one or two weeks rather than copping the full three. But yeah, I don't think he gets off. I'm pretty I sure he gets, he gets a couple gets, of weeks probably minimum. Gets to three weeks off. Yeah. As Might well, be four now if uh, they're going to fight it, but. and a bunch of uh, well, for the sake of completion, Egan Butcher got a fine, Cole Felt got a fine, Nakora a three grand fine for a shoulder charge, Hamlin Ueli eighteen hundred, uh, and then uh, Elliot and Katoa have both claimed their fines as well. So that's okay. All Nakura, the judiciary news. Nakura got one as well. Pretty sure. Nakura, charge. yeah, three thousand. Yeah. He got the it was the biggest lot for a shoulder charge, grade one. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Well, we look through your news. I don't think there's much else to really touch on. What we can think of. So we may as well get straight into it. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com, of course. Rugbyleaguemerch.com.au. You can buy some of these fine-looking hats, uh, some shirts, uh, steins, cups, coasters, all sorts of good stuff going on there. Go and check that out. Um, and PCTC is underway, so I guess we'll touch on that later when we get to our preview show. We kicked off 16-12. Melbourne defeated Parramatta. In an entertaining game, Barney. Uh, yes. uh, I'll let you have the first word. Do you? Did you, are you doing your full stats? Or are we going to yeah, have well, a new look at stats? Cracked down at the stats. I've I've dropped one or two little things, just um, missed tackles and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was a two tries to Parramatta, three to the Melbourne Storm, one out of two conversions played, two out of two for the, for Melbourne, two missed field goal attempts, and one out of one penalty attempts for Parramatta. Uh, 36 out of 45 sets played 38 out of 48. 200 plus running metres for Melbourne. Three line breaks to five. 37 tackle bus for Parramatta, 30 for Melbourne. 16 offloads to 13. One force dropout to Parramatta, two for Melbourne. Zero 40 20s. 337 tackles played 404. Two ruck infringements to one. Six penalties conceded from both teams. Uh, Hopgood with 57 tackles. Grant with 59. Paula and Meany both ran for 208 running metres. Uh, top three supercoach scores for this game were Paulo on 103, Hopgood on 101, and Josh King on 96 for the Melbourne Storm. All were awesome. All were very, very good. Fantastic. Uh, my immediate takeaway from this game, it felt, it's early in the season, but this felt a lot like a very good bottom of the top eight game rather than an elite game to me. I'm um, watching this to further it along. I'll just quietly, Mitch Moses, 14 Supercoach points. It didn't help me <laughs> one little bit. Um, I think if you look back over the weekend, it probably stacks up as one of the better games. I think but so. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, and maybe, 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 maybe some teams aren't as good as we may have uh, figured, but it felt like, uh, look, we had the reserve, reserve grade back rowers trying to step out and make a game. I thought we were pretty good. Jermaine Hopgood, we may as well start with him. <laughs> Outstanding performance. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps the likes of your Tom Gilberts mm. and uh, ends up on that Queensland bench. Didn't stop, did he? Just um, nailed everything. Enormous that amount of work. Continue, said 50 continually on the tackles, ball. Was in the right spot. Uh, when they get Madison back, I think, and Lane back, like all of a sudden they're 
looking all right. That said, I thought Dory was pretty good too. I think probably yeah, made it enough job. to nail down. Um, definitely spot made an impact, especially early in the game. Yeah. Seemed to tire a little bit towards the back end. But what's your main takeaway here? I'll let you. Well, I thought Parramatta were pretty dominant for a good half now, probably most of the first half realistically, and probably should have skipped away with a few more points. But um, yeah, they're, they're let down by some of their options on on the edges. Um, they looked fantastic, especially after about the first 10 minutes was just the arm, general arm wrestle that you get out of most games. But then Parramatta started playing some second phase off, off their forwards and they, they looked really good there for probably another, another, the next 15 minutes. And they were causing all sorts of problems uh, around the ruck and then they started to stretch Melbourne on both sides of the field. But Melbourne's scramble was really good in that first half. They probably did save two tries in that first half that um, would have gone through... A, a different defensive team. I still feel like uh, a pair probably should. I'll be honest. Parra should have won this game by probably twelve points. Uh, and I feel like their halves were missing for a lot of it. Oh, especially uh, the back, the second half of the game. Yeah. yeah, when they could have iced that game, they didn't. And then by that time, enough time had passed. Where and, and to Ollie's credit, he did stamp it and say Harry Grant would win the game, and he did. Yep. And then by the time we got into that, into the you know the deeper water in the back end, it was Munster and Harry, and they were just doing what they wanted for a while there over those forwards. But uh, Dylan Brown's last tackle options are pretty average at best. Mm. Uh, Made a lot of errors early in the game as well. Got buried and fell into a bit of the roosters thing. Have gotten buried all the way in the corners a bit, and mm. not quite sure if some of his decisions were his running. And Moses added, um, but what did he add? Not very much it's at all. Ran across the field, basically. Yeah. Put in a kick every now and then. Um, Dylan Brown went for a 10-minute period there where he dropped every second ball that was passed to him. And the one he did, on it, he, kicked, he kicked one out. And I think it was one out in the full. It was either one awful kick that went backwards. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, both teams defended really well, especially in the first half, to keep the game as close as they could. But that the start of the second half, Parramatta looked like they'd already played a game and a half like they were yeah. they were completely dead on their feet for and I think that's got a lot to do with that interchange rotation obviously they had their, their better forwards off the field and well as I didn't realise too after I think Dana pointed it out now Makotel didn't take the field so. yeah, didn't play a minute <laughs> and, um, which is bizarre for a, a bench forward to he not has play a habit there. of doing it too I but I can understand a, a bench back like yeah, we yeah, see yeah. Desi did it forever who seen the coaches like do it with their back but for them to not have Makotoa Especially when they, like, the first probably 10 minutes of the second half and the last 10 or 15 minutes, they looked really flat and tired in the middle of the field. And that's when Harry Grant popped out of the ground and just started running a muck through the yep. middle of the field. Every time there was a lazy marker or sort of a gap in behind the ruck, they, they targeted that um, and just ran through there at will at some point. And then you had Munster and Hughes on the back of it chasing down Harry after he'd make half a break, get a quick play the ball, and then it all just happened after that. Um yeah, they they were very scrappy in the, the start of the second half. Um, there's some very poor decisions, again, from both Parramatta halves for the, the entirety of the game, whereas Melbourne, probably at the start of the game, they didn't make a lot of great decisions mm. out of their halves. But by the end of the game, they were on the back of Harry Grant, which we mentioned were, were carving Parramatta up through the middle of the field. You already mentioned the interchange for Parramatta. I don't know why you would leave a bench forward on and not play him at all. Um I thought Penasini, Cartwright and um, Regan Cam-Gillard were some of their better players on the day. Um, and Hopgood and Paulo were outstanding for Parramatta. They were yep. easily the two best players out in the field for Parramatta. But um, Meany and Tonomapia were, were decent uh, for, I the, thought Nick for the Melbourne Meany's, side. 
defensive decisions oh as a fullback were as good as we saw all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because when we get to some later games, there was some the average, there yeah. was some awful ones, to be honest, later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and cost their team games, whereas his, his defence was on point. He shut down a lot and a lot early, didn't give um, a lot of bombs chance to hit the ground. Uh, and shut down just about every short kick that came through. So I thought he was fantastic defensive-wise. Uh, Nelson and Christian Welsh, while they probably didn't beat better their opposition, they were as good and, you know, mm. kept it competitive with the Parramatta forwards. Uh, already mentioned that their halves were okay, but, um, yeah, Harry Grant and Josh King were their two best players on the field. And um, Josh King did just all that work that nobody else wants to do. And he did just the same as Hopgood, just cover tackles and uh, hit-ups, consistent hit-ups. And Grant was the one who took advantage of the, the work that he did and with the ruck getting slow and blew the game apart at the back end, especially that last 15 oh, minutes absolutely. or so. That was, it was everywhere. That was the Harry show. Yeah. Uh, even, look, even the try, Munster had the try, score your try assist where he showed and went, mm. um, was on the back of that, that ruck speed and, and having that extra time and space, mm-hmm. uh, as we put on a shirt this year. <laughs> uh, and um, your face was just uh, come with us now on a journey <laughs> through time and space. Um, <laughs> I will... Oh, let's talk about the whale in the bay. Josh Hodgson? Yeah, right. Well, I thought his first half an hour was quite good. He looked like he was, I he was good getting overall. involved. And I thought it took him a while to get back into it, but he managed 84 minutes. He seemed to tire towards the back end of the game, but yeah, Flaker hasn't played two for two years. years. Yeah. What do you expect? Um, but he actually looked like he was making quite a good impact, in, especially in the first half of the game. Oh. Um, his service was good, uh, not a qu- as quick as some. Started real there, flat, but, but I think that's just him. I think Parra are going to have to get used to... The flatter Being service rather than rather than Reed's sort of um, quicker service, but yeah. and um, a couple of nice little kicks, and he's quite good in defence as well. So yeah. I, I think um, yeah, the the question marks we had around him aren't as big as what we thought they might be, but um, obviously he's still still on the watch list. Forty two tackles too, so and missed three, so you can't yeah no effort there. I um oh, no effort no um no knock nothing I can him. knock there. Yeah. I can yeah, should say. I um, I think if you're a power fan, I, I just think he's a different player to read, and I I don't think he necessarily suits their halves yeah, yet, right. which doesn't help. Um, which yeah. doesn't help. But I think if you're a power fan, you shouldn't be unhappy with what he put out first up. I think he's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're not going to have the the lightning running game that some of the guys have had, but you're going to get decent service on your with your forwards, and yeah, the, the halves might have to either learn to play a little bit flatter or a little bit deeper. Um, whether they're going to, you know, take the contact mm. in the line and try to play out the line, or they're going to have to go a little bit deeper and play that second later with a bit of bit of slower service than what they were copping last year. So. I'm still sort of taking your pin in these are your your six, seven, eight teams rather than your top four, but that's not to say some of those top four I thought if we saw mm. two of them get beat, yeah, won't be down on that same level yet. No, of so um, we we I think we as as a rule for four years we tend to jump the stick our sort of um, flags in the ground a bit early on some teams um, <laughs> and change them. And as you know, end of the day, we're allowed to watch and learn and make opinions and change it, change our mind as well. But um, what's your ultimate takeaway on these two teams? Yeah, much the same as you. Um, somewhere between probably fifth and eighth. But um, I thought they were both quite good. Obviously, they both have depth issues uh, with their backup well, rotations and in the forwards. Realistically, no monster for a month. They could drop. Uh, yeah. uh, who are they playing? Let me just. They could drop three of those games and then... Then they're clawing to get back up towards eight rather than camping in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but 
you look through most of the sides, like even some of the teams that we had down as um, teams that are probably not going to end up going that well at the end of the year, their starting 17 is quite solid. You know <laughs> what I mean? It really comes down to that depth and that rotation yeah. that you get, um, the impact that you get from your players coming off the bench. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a very noticeable thing towards give, give it five or six weeks and you start getting a bit of tired legs and injuries and stuff like that. You're going to see the teams with the with the depth and the and we've And we've seen their depth the exposed bench. last year. They don't have any up their sleeve that we haven't seen. Um, the Lorios of the world. Alec Donald, they, they, they're fine. They, they're okay what they do. Uh, they, But, you know, after Warbrick, you're going to have Grant Anderson, mm-hmm. um, these sort of blokes, and they're not uh, coming in as as, uh, you know, unheralded stars that we don't no. know about yet. So. No, correct. Uh, and, and no Pappy for three months. So, yeah, I think <sighs> once they get Lane... Oh, what, Lane, he's laying on for the season? No, eight weeks. No, no, broken jaw. So, so yeah. once you get Lane and Madison back, if you parry, you're probably okay. You, you, yeah, yeah. you move on and you be okay. Because um, then all of, bench, all of a sudden their bench is Cartwright. Um, Maybe Hopgood, Dory. depending on what they do. Um, I'd Dury. leave. I'd be. St- I wouldn't be taking Hopgood off. No, I'd put Maddo back to an edge with Lane. Mm. All of a sudden, you go. Oh, yeah, they're probably here. scrapping. Wacker Blake was actually pretty good in defence, rather than you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's probably scrapping for that fourth spot rather than six, seven, or eight. But any final words? No, not this in this one? game. As I said, probably one of the better games of the weekend, and. Um, I think Parramatta probably threw it away. I think mm. they probably should have won this game. If Parrot, oh, I agree. If Parrot, the final word for me, if Parrot halves turned up, they probably win this by 10 or 12. The halves just didn't seem to they get They should have been ahead at half time, 10 or 12. Last half an hour. But even in the last half an hour of the game, that was there to be taken. Yeah. Gutho tried hard. Weren't um, following the ball. Yeah. But he. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see they bring this week. Yeah, got some tough. Op- they've got a tough draw, the Eels. So we have to see them step up at some point. Uh, and this is the thing, what scares you a bit as a para fan, and I don't mind pegging para so much because para fans hate para more than everyone else does. <laughs> um, too, yeah. And themselves. So <laughs> th- there is that little element of, hey, Brown's just signed an eight-year contract. Apparently Moses is on going to be on a four- or five-year contract. Um, from what we've heard, is this the level you just accept your mediocrity for the next few years and they'll all <laughs> run around and run six or seventh, not enough to get sacked, but enough to... Think you got hope? Like I don't. Yeah, it is what it is for Para. No, well they're putting their. This is them trying to stamp themselves as being a contender. Realistically, if you're throwing mm. that kind of money at your halves, you want to be expecting that you're going to be contending for the next three or four years. Yeah, and um, and, may, and maybe they're not wrong because ultimately the halves pool is very shallow. Like they went and found Hopgood, who's like we've just said the star. Or will be a star. The, they've got their fullback signed as well for a few years. I'm pretty sure Gutho yeah, signed up for a couple last of years. Year he had a, so realistically, they're looking at trying to probably find a young hooker coming through and then refresh the back row or their interchange and go from there. But they'll end up pinching yeah. one of Penner's backup hookers, Summerton or mm-hmm. Smith or someone. Probably. Anyway, uh, get to do the daggy M's now. Yeah. Tony Cools, he's off. See, See you, Tony. Tony. Very good. I'll be good at it. Thanks, mate. So yeah, just <laughs> ground the show to a halt to say goodbye. The great Tony calls. Um, we yeah, Dallium actually we didn't mention the news. Dallium's now gone to a six vote system. Okay. Uh, two independent judges who we will never know who they are, but mm-hmm. put in votes interse- uh, independently to try and avoid any of the weird votes um, which spawn the daggy M, yep. which we get to vote on. Um, I'm saying three to Harry, mm-hmm. two to Hopgood, 
He doesn't score the last try. Hopgood gets it, but yeah, Harry sneaks in that. And last then I was try. thinking, RCG Munster King. I had King or Paulo. I thought Paulo uh, had a good big, um, you know, the the try there where he put put Parramatta back in front and did a lot of work in the middle of the field. And Josh King probably did more work than just about anyone apart from Hopgood. So they were my two for the one point. Let's but. give it to Josh King. He, he's the one that would have gone under the radar, I reckon, in the in the votes. Josh King, one point. Thank you, GT. Friday night, I'll just quickly, I'll just mention, as I'm fiddling around for my roadcast, apologies to everyone that um, didn't hear me for about five minutes on the last <laughs> <on my laughs> week's show when I'd have muted myself and forgot to turn myself off. Uh, no one else blamed but me, so sorry about that. Uh, I'll get... I'll. Uh, Get better with that, I suppose. We get to Friday night, the 6pm game over in New Zealand. The Warriors 20 defeated the Knights 12 in a, a well, it was a fine game of footy. It was. Um, a lot of attack early in the game, which sort of um, petered out to a few errors and, and that at the back end of the game. But, um, yeah, it was, it was quite competitive for, for the large part of it. A um, couple of... HIAs and um, sin bin, and uh, yeah, a couple of HIAs didn't help Newcastle and a sin bin as well, which you know, sort of puts you on the back foot when you get bloke who's out of. I think what was it Frizzell was out of the game after about yeah ten minutes or so ten or fifteen yeah and then um, yeah Ponga's taken off for the last ten and you get a sin bin thrown in there as well. It's not gonna not gonna help your cause fourteen but, uh, in fact yeah yeah but um, Warriors were quite good. Yeah. They looked um, they looked very effective through the middle of the field. That forward pack really rolled, rolled through the middle. Yeah, so we had four tries for the Warriors, two to Newcastle, two out of four conversions played two out of two. 34 out of 39 sets played 33 out of 42. 245-plus running metres for the Warriors, eight line breaks to two, 31 tackle bust to 32. Nine offloads for New Zealand, four for the Knights, one force dropout to three, zero 40-20s, 323 tackles played, 325. Two ruck infringements to one. Four inside the 10 to three. Eight penalties conceded from both teams. Eight errors to 10. Sinbin for Newcastle. Torhu Harris made 51 tackles. Jaden Braley made 49. Uh, Chance Nickel Clockstad with 204 running metres. And Lachlan Miller with 181. Uh, Supercoach points. Egan with 99. Harris with 88. And Sean Johnson and Fitzgibbon both on 74. Beautiful. Yeah, you're saying the uh, Warriors forwards look quite good. I agree. I actually thought first half Warriors could have been up by um, much, much more than they were. Yep. Absolutely, they could have. Where do you want to start? Sort of got broken down. Oh, do you want to start? The play seemed to break down on the edges a little bit. Um, took him a long time to get into this game, Sean Johnson. Some of his end of tackles. You know, actually, now I'm just thinking about this. Um, we just talked about the para halves. We're going to bag the Tigers halves later. Uh, and ever, maybe it's just <laughs> round one, and maybe a lot of these teams are in. We, we, I feel like when I say this, oh, clunky, mm. going to come up again. Ding. Um, it's we're going to talk about how. But I thought, look, it's a, it's almost a big six weeks for Sean Johnson because did end up on seventy four Supercoach points. I think he had a, a try he assist had a nice and pass, I think, some late in the game, a line and, break, and yeah. a few tackle busts there. But some of his was, kicking was, was was running the ball average at best. Uh, Tamari looked fine though. Is uh, their only kicking option though, which doesn't yeah. help? I don't think anybody else had a kick in this game for the for the Warriors side. Which um, no, no, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure coming his way for the for the majority of the year. So yeah, makes it very hard. Um, whether Egan tries to take over a little bit of the kicking to to create a second option. He's with got a decent game, short kick. I don't like. I don't know what he adds mm. outside of um, 
out, like with the Long King game, he, I don't think he's going to kick a 40-20 like a Reed or a or someone like that may, but... Um, but even kicking yeah. early on sets and, you know, kicking in behind the wingers that are start, up a bit yeah. fuller or whatever and just make take that sort of a bit of that kicking pressure off John Johnson. Yeah, one kick but from Tamari <laughs> for five metres. <laughs> there you go. A um, couple of nice t- touches from Ponga mm. early in the game um, to set up the first two tries that Newcastle scored. Uh, nice little short ball to Fitzgibbon for the first one and nice little bat on to, to the winger to score the, their second try. Um there's some promising signs there, obviously, at the front. Um, and his defence didn't look too out of place defending in the front 11 line. tackles, one miss, so, yeah, and so, ineffective. Um, they, they probably could have put a bit more traffic traffic at him during the game if, mm. um, you know, I'm sure other teams will. But um, he was, um, you know, more than competitive and he looked like he was just sort of starting to warm up before he copped the HIA and had to go off for the last yeah. 10 or 11 minutes as well, so... I think he he may have just dragged him back to within a couple of points if if he did stay on the field there, but um, yeah, probably a bit of better outing than I expected out of Ponga come round one. I don't think we had any concern over his um, attacking ability. Mm. It's, it was more the defensive output, but um, we'll know more as we go on. Uh, got he sweet FA help off um, <laughs> one Hastings. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't miss too many Jackson, but yeah, he. I, I, oh, you mean attacking-wise? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it looks... Seemed to add absolutely zero. I, I have a lot of time wins. for Jackson Hastings from what I've seen. I don't know him, but uh, from yeah. what I saw last year, the, from how he buys into a club, from what he um, wants to be and tries to do. But the back end of... Holy Jesus. jeebus. Backfire? Right there. Back end of last <laughs> year in the... Uh, is it a cracker? It's uh, real bunger. <laughs> uh, back end of last year and... Um, <laughs> Back end of last year, uh, and again in this game, I don't use the word roadblock, but he tends to touch the ball for the sake of touching it a lot. And it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, Slows better off just get letting bit. a second row be and having that touch. Like uh, other teams, and and I watched this and thought, you know what, watching this, maybe Tim Sheens is right in saying he plays like, a, like he, he probably does play like Cam Murray or mm-hmm. as AEO does. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's what Sheen saw last year and wasn't happy with. Fine, whatever we we know what we did, cool. Um, but I think that I'd like to see a bit more flair. Um, doesn't take the line on a heap. He's for a big body. I think he could be. I don't think he scored a tried last year, um, but like someone who could take the line on. Um, his defence is fantastic. He's as good a defensive yeah. half in the game. But uh, kicks were okay. Like that that sort of half bomb kick to the edge is something he likes. Wasn't a great. Not many asked questions though. No, there was. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. Um, did not really, um, especially with his ball playing. There, I don't think he threw a pass that challenged the defence at all. No. It was generally just catch and shovel onto somebody else. Um, the only other real attacking a point, a point of attack that I saw apart from Ponga was Lachlan Miller, yep. who had a couple of really nice touches, but wasn't as involved in attack as he was uh, in the couple of games he played for the Sharks last year. I think he, he did have to do a lot of work in defence, just being in the right position off the kicks. Um, and he did that quite well, which was something that I was obviously on the lookout for with a, a bloke going into fullback for the first time in the NRL, um, where, where you position yourself in, in defence. And um, I, th- I thought he did that quite well. So there's some signs there that he could be a, a big add into this squad. Um, yeah. A couple of weeks down the track, when he finds his feet, but um, 
Yeah, You'd almost like to see Hastings taking the line on and trying to go left and right and having either one of them chime in both sides and yeah. trying to create that bit of space, draw someone in to get... Absolutely. Even having, yeah, as you said, play more like a lock and, and run that ball half the time rather than just it's, sort of like catching It's a lot of dummy half right. to him and, and then that's it. Mm. Just and, and it happens 80 times a game and, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's talk about Chance. How good was he? First game back, considering he missed a whole heap of time he looks, for the he Raiders. He looks like he slimmed down. He was a bigger yeah. boy. Maybe it's a flattering jersey. <laughs> I'm sure he was a bigger body for Canberra. Yeah. Um, his defensive decisions were fantastic. But almost every time there was half a break, he was on the inside or yeah. the outside of the guy who was carrying the ball, which is uh, exactly what you want out of your unreal. fullback. I thought yeah. he was sensational. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic as well. Um, He's not going to burn people with speed and no. footwork, but he's always going to be in that right position. And as you said, defensively as well, he was fantastic. I don't think he put a foot wrong all night. Ended up scoring a try as well, which um, is what you want out of your fullback. Again, just through yeah. backing up and being in the right position. Um, I thought Daniel Saifidi was probably the best forward. Oh, him and Fitzgibbon were the best two forwards for Newcastle. Um, oh, pat in the back. I did get $38 first try scorer. Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon. Happy days. <laughs> Um, Braley was one of their better ones as well. Uh, made a whole heap of tackles, yeah. but just little. I'd like to see him just being a little bit more involved in the attacking play for Newcastle. Um, Leo Thompson was okay off the bench. I thought Bunty Afoa was fantastic for the Warriors coming off the bench. Bunty is a great bet every week. Another one scored for a try. Anytime try scorer. Yeah, barged over. He, he'll have that crash play, uh, and he'll score. He'll score every third week, and he'll probably get any time five or six bucks mm. and. First 20 minutes, Jackson Ford looked like he was going to be man of the match and then mm. sort of faded away <laughs> towards the back end of the game, but had a very big impact early. He was making, um, causing all sorts of problems on the edges of the of the play of the ball uh, with, when he had ball in hand. You mentioned Chance. I thought Johnson was decent by the end of the game, even though he, he got off to a bit of a rough start. Now, we're going to get to the votes, mm. and we're going to mention Toru Harris in the votes. Absolutely. Would you like to talk about him before we forget? <laughs> he's a freak. He, he's he's coming. absolute he's coming. freak. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I had um, Fanua Blake and Barnett. Were, uh, Fanua Blake did his job and they didn't go outside of sort of his job description. He just got through his work. Barnett and Egan were fantastic. Um, they're really strong. Egan is Wait, one Egan of... Egan might be the most underrated player in the game almost. He is really good at unlocking that play of the ball. Yeah. Uh, when he leaves He's early and draws as, defenders. Tough as a tough as cowboy's boots. He's got a little bit of an out, offload in him as well when somebody grabs hold of him. And, yeah, Toru Harris was the best player on the field oh. by a mile. Like absolutely it's outstanding. For a bloke, I think he's, what is he, 34 now? 33, mm. 34. Mm. I was in awe of when you, like, you just, there's, there's some games you just watch, and I know we, we love watching the middle forwards and the... But nobody stops him. Like, he just, doesn't just get stopped dead no. and put on his back. He's always carrying people with him. He's got an offload. Yeah. He hits in defence as well. He doesn't just make a tackle. No. They hits. know that he's... But then when he wants to, he them. can be that link player. Yeah, and, and has beautiful... He's got soft hands. He's got a very game. good yeah. short ball um, yeah. to put people he away. Was, um, I'm glad we're in that cordon here because I wasn't going to fight you because he's getting three points. He's getting three points. Um, <laughs> and so we, need, like, we just need to pay tribute to... The, the superstar that he is. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, I think we haven't touched on it in this game. Look, end of the day, what do, do both clubs walk away okay? We'll, we'll, Newcastle fans will feel disgruntled that Ponga cost them the game. Um, and, and perhaps they're not wrong, but I think realistically 
if Warriors were flowing early, they'd probably score another couple of tries. So it's a yeah. To me, it probably just cemented my thoughts on the Knights forward pack. To be honest, yeah. Um, Elliot didn't really have much of an impact when he came on. Obviously, if, if he was carrying a groin injury during parts of the game, that goes part way of explaining what happened there. But I don't remember Jack Hetherington touching the ball. No. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, so Daniel Saifidi and um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon were the best two on the ground, and that was because they had a couple of nice balls and were able to get on the outside of people and make line breaks, stackle bus, yep. that kind of thing, which obviously uh, bumps up their stats. But they really don't have a lot outside of two or three of their forwards that are going to come on and have much of an impact in a lot of games, and I think it's going to cost them a lot of games during the year. And Warriors, got this, we've got the points here. Um, Oli was quite bullish they're going to run last. We weren't. Yes. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Mm. Once they get their flow on, they'll be better. They're going to they're gonna match or, or dominate a lot of forward packs. Uh, and if their spine gets coherency... The thing is, they can play the games where it might where it's going to be 18, 16 and win those sort of games. Mm. I don't think they're going to blow teams off the park, but they'll be in that arm wrestle a long time. I think they still need a little bit more, um, a, a few more attacking options, I think, um, just to... Even a Metcalf with, off the bench. Mm, yeah. Even if you get Johnson, it might add you that. Or even, out. you know, because T. Marie Martin, with a few errors early, sort of didn't get hugely involved until the Warriors were really flowing and getting over that advantage mm. line. So... If he plays one of his better games, that obviously adds a hell of a lot more options to the to their play. But um, yeah, well, it's the it, first it's time they played together too. Yeah. The Johnson didn't play the trials, so it's hard, like yeah. it might be. It, it, and it probably the same as anyone else. Your kid coming in playing against. Oh, you. There'll, be, there'll be games they score 30, 40 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I'd just like to see it happen a little bit more often. There's, it, there'll be game, and I think the, the games they do will be when the outside backs really smash some blokes. And I think that comes down to the, the ball playing from the halves. They, they just need to be that little bit crisper, but it's round one. I, so I think I think tomorrow we're going to come with this the going, points, I'm going to let happy. the senior the senior bloke run the show here, but it'll, it'll that'll come. Yeah. They got the points. They, like I said, they'll be happy. They'll I think I think pretty confident sticking with what we said that they're going to be around that sort of ten to twelve mark. And Newcastle, I I, I just want to see up. I don't see upside yet. No, they get Gago back. And this is what we get. This is Newcastle. Three points to Tohu. Two to Chance. Where do you go next? I had two for Egan. Okay. And, and then yeah. I had either Barnett or Chance. But I think Chargers think I think he was fantastic. Had a bit more impact on the game. Given even whereas given Barnett we just worked his ass off as he does. Yeah, yeah. So all right, three to Tohu, two to Egan, one to Chance. Thirteen twelve. The old Dagster got the margin right, but the. Uh, Wrong side of the coin came down when I stuck with Penrith uh, as Brisbane defeated the Panthers, who have now lost two straight at Blue Bet Stadium and not been able to score more than 12 points in either. Uh, do you want to do stats first or do you want to bag them first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't want to bag them too much. I thought Brisbane were fantastic. But, yeah, we had two tries apiece, two out of two conversions for both sides, a missed two-point field goal attempt for Penrith and one out of one field goal attempt for Brisbane. 36 out of 46 sets played 33 out of 43. 425 plus running metres for Penrith. Two line breaks for both teams. 37 tackle busts to Penrith, 33 to Brisbane. Nine offloads to four. Three force dropouts to two. So they did all the little things, right? They just couldn't <laughs> couldn't make it pay at the end of the day. One ruck infringement to Penrith, five to Brisbane. Five penalties conceded to four. Zero inside the 10. 11 errors to Penrith, 12 
to Brisbane. Yo made 54 tackles. Carrigan made 50. Edwards with his traditional 200 plus with 289 running metres. And Payne Haas, who I thought was tremendous in this game oh. with 207 running metres. Supercoach points, Liam Martin on 80. Herbie Farnworth with 76 and Carrigan with 73. Where, where do we start here? We're going to start. Yeah, well, very interesting game of footy. Uh, a lot of back and forward, especially through the middle of the field. But I thought the Broncos controlled large part of this game. I actually thought the first 10 minutes the Penrith pack were dominant. Mm. And then once that wrestle just came back, um, they went the other way. Mm. And pretty quickly. Um, until then you came on. Brisbane then... really went out of their way to target in behind the markers and in behind the back of the back yep. of the play the ball. Which um, yeah got them a lot of um, a lot of quick play the balls and a lot of um, you know Penrith on the back foot in defence, which was uh, quite interesting to see. Penrith's line speed was nothing like it was the last no. the last two years. Um, even in the World Club Challenge, their line speed—I don't know what's happened there, but it's dropped off dramatically. I thought yeah. in the in these last two but games. Both sides, but their, their attacking ruck speed was not. Uh, mm. Mitch Kenny was a lot to do with that, uh, as we flagged early on. And I don't get stuck in that bloke, but it felt like their play the ball speed was slower. There was a lot more. It just, there was no flow for Penrith. Sort of catch the ball, what are we uh, doing next? Yeah, rather than and, just um, being that well oiled machine. Until Sunny Luke came on, which we'll get to later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Brisbane Fords were fantastic. I, I thought Payne House was an absolute, like he is an absolute superstar, but for what he does week in, week out, and, and he, look, he looked bigger than anyone else in the field. Yep. The big wide shoulders and the, you know, the long legs and that, he just dominated through those middle stages uh, and Carrigan is with him. They, they, yeah, they, they love that tag team of those two and well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, but they had that support. Flegler when he came on was good, I thought. And the goal line defence was fantastic. Well, they shut Penrith down. had quite they a few never opportunities like on the goal line. So was yeah. that on, is that more on, for some reason Penrith, it's like Penrith just watched South tapes the whole off season because um, their one play seemed to be, well, we'll just go left. We'll go, mm. oh, Billy's not there. And poor old Luke Garner, who is much smaller than I he Seemed to get bashed realized, out of the game, he got bashed he? out of the game. And, and, <laughs> and, their, and their answer was him. then to put Jamin Seven on, who's smaller. And then they started um, running at him as well. But it was like that. But I think once they, I think they've just jerried early. Once Luai was going, it's going to end up in the winger's hands because, well, they can just... Generally they had they faith do. in covering Garner. See, so yeah. you just will double team the winger because he because in the past kick out takes two with them and flicks mm-hmm. one away or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, there was no fears, and whether that's something gets just exaggerated because kick out wasn't there, or whether it's something that was more apparent, I'm not sure. What do you no, think? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's exactly what you see is what you get. Um, I don't like think they well, held many fears at all with Garner running the ball and. Yeah. Um, they basically knew that they could just man on man out in, in that corner and then as soon as he looks like passing it, just slide off him because he's probably not going to beat you on the inside. So No. Um, like I said, I, always, I thought he was a bigger body than he presented yeah. in that side. But uh, Crichton tried too hard. I think he tried to take it himself a few... Yeah. It, it, this Penrith team felt like a team that hadn't trained together for three months. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, especially late in the set, Nathan's got it now. Let's all stand around because he's going to do something. Or if it's not him, Jerome's got it now. Let's all stand around because he's going to do something. Or Crichton's got it now. Let's all stand we around. We missed a lot of um, Taylor May. Like, I know he's only been there for 12 months. Yeah. But it was always Taylor May first, Toto second. Mm. Eight, 10, 12 metres, both of them. Quick play the balls. And that, that gets the roll as well. So it doesn't matter if your service isn't as crisp out of dummy half. Yeah. 
especially early in the game, got 20 metres, you've, and yeah. you're on a roll, and the ba- the defence is on the back foot. Yeah. Whereas it was sort of To'o, and he, they'd sort of track him across to the middle of the field, slow it down, and then a forward, and it, it just wasn't that roll through the middle of the field that yeah. you've known from Penrith from the last couple of years. And that affects, you know, especially when, you, when your dummy half service isn't as good as it has been. Yeah. It really makes it stand it, it out. It felt to me that that was the most I've ever seen Cleary and Luai tackled in a game. Yeah, they absolutely. ran the ball a lot because they just got it and went, oh. Even maybe. Yo getting sort of trying to link up and getting hit from the side yeah. rather than, you know, choosing to run into the line. He was sort of getting ambushed a bit and hit hit on that um, on the angle. Yeah. So Lee Martin was good though. Lee Martin, Lee Martin was probably their best player. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Fish was his usual self. But mm-hmm. um, I think it was about then Chilled even won a rap from Penrith. But Brisbane, Brisbane were out like Brisbane can I'm not saying they will be. Can be a top four team, I think. And their effort was outstanding. Yeah, they can be. Absolutely, I think they can they, be. Their line, uh, their as you said, their goal line defence was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I think, and I think they just had confidence in them in themselves. Yeah, right. We we do know we've got this left swing covered. So yeah, well, we'll you saw what they did all year, like for three quarters of the year last yeah. year until they fell into a hole. They were yeah. one of the the more competitive teams. They were beating the better sides. Yeah, and you know they lost a couple of teams they shouldn't have lost to, and then they fell in a hole at the end of the year. What that all comes down to, who knows? I dare say it was probably a fitness thing, uh, more so than anything else. Well, like I said, you know my theory that um, I think the gas tank was niggles, uh, and no, I just think yeah. they were up and they were fit. You they, lose Carrigan for a they month peaked with too the early. Hip drop and, um, yeah, yeah, peaked too early in that. Kerry had to justify his job yeah, yeah. at the start of the year Playing rather wins. than the end of the year. And now, yeah. if they can taper that better, get through Origin. Get every, um, keep Haas fit, keep Carrigan fit, Reynolds uh, fit. keep Reynolds. Reynolds fit is a key. He was he was Massive. actually very very good. He was outstanding, fantastic. He was cool as cool as he just yeah. put Penrith where he wanted him, kick after kick. Uh, his passing game was fantastic as well. I thought he was one of the better players on the yeah. field, Reynolds. I thought he and was even fantastic. even when he took the field goal, like I was sitting, there, I said if I was like they should be taking one now. Mm. And, and he set himself and off to the side to make the it next, look like he was going to run. Yeah, the next, <laughs> literally the next there was no play, pressure. he slotted it. Yeah. Cool. And um, we love Herbie, but we probably we forgot do. about him in preseason a little bit. Good footwork, but really footwork, good footwork, pace, and footwork. And you know what? He's putting Stags to shame. Oh yeah, like absolutely. Stags yes. has gone from Bordel or playing for New South Wales last year, where you're going to get the stage. I would be starting to ask questions whether I would be moving Cobbo into the centres and trying to get Jesse Arthurs back in his team or Tristan well, Saylor. Arthurs was there on the weekend. Well, but, well, yeah, um, yeah. but they got um, Cobbo's back to the wing now mm. while she's back. He did fuck all in this game, <laughs> politely. <laughs> he did completely fuck he made, all. He made two good hits in defence and that yeah. was about it, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Now I've said um, it, you'll tear, <laughs> it, tear the cowards yeah. apart. But <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see that. But it's now been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, um, you just have to. Say, you probably have to give Cleary a, a rap. He wasn't dominant by any means, but mm. he he did his job more than um, more than the rest of them as well. And yeah, Yo just Yo does what he does most weeks. So they're probably, as you mentioned, the ones really any ones you want to mention. Uh, Hass, Carrigan, and Reynolds were just outstanding in this game. They were the three big ones for for this Brisbane side. Got them on the front foot, barged, kicked the front door down, and Reynolds just orchestrated the attack from there. So. What do you make of Selwyn at fullback? Yeah, good. Had some really nice touches. Big, strong runner of the ball, obviously. I don't 
don't remember any howlers or any. He got bundled in touch twice, I think. But oh yeah, running towards the sideline in the yeah, wet. He probably could. Have, yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, like he ran down two meters. He's going to run around the yeah. outside of somebody. Um, I don't remember him being out of position too many times for the kick or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a pass mark. It's probably their best option there without Reese Walsh. So and we haven't seen the best of Ezra yet. No. <laughs> Definitely, like it's you can smell it. You can see it's coming. There's going to be a game he'll score a hat trick. And oh, there's there. He's always a threat. Like you can he see loves that, that run. He, he loves pick yeah. it. and he, he's big boy, so he likes just going at all. You can tackle me. And the defensive line do panic. Yeah, when he gets it takes close. two or three with him. Yeah. There'll come a game where we'll meet a team and he'll score a hat trick, and you'll yeah, look absolutely. like an absolute superstar. I think I he definitely questions the defence every time. Yeah, he's got the which ball I like. And, and you know, because he goes, "Well, my job's not to kick, but it's not to be around." It's Lorenzo does it all, so I'm going to. Run into the line and promote And he's the got ball. Nice, some nice short balls. Nice yeah, he's got some nice ball movement too. Yeah. Um, nice little grubber. I, 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 as you know, I've been bullish in this team for a couple of years and I think they can be the one that climbs into the top four mm. out of all of them. So, and they just beat the Premier, so. Yeah, absolutely. In the pudding. Anything else you can take away from this game? Yeah, no. Um, I think we've, we've pretty well covered everything. Um, Sunny Luke. Made a difference. Now, well, lifted their tempo immediately. I want to temper you that. You can't be leaving him on the, on the bench for I 50 was, minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll temper it by saying he came on against a forward pack that most of them had been on the field the whole time. Mm, yeah, so true. he was flattered a little bit, mm. but he lifted their whole – the whole structure just seemed to lift. The pace there, what we talked about, the speed, line speed, everything. Ball was getting outside the, yeah. the A defenders I'll, that bit quicker. He's going to be playing at least 45 minutes, if mm. not – and he's older. Like I didn't realize he was 26. the same age as yeah. he came through with everyone else. So if he's good enough, get him in there. Get him in there and play him. Uh, anything else on him? And it's interesting what you do with Kenny then. But um, yeah, I really think by the end of the season they need him to be playing eighty minutes. Yeah. Kenny can either be a bench forward or go back to re- reserve grade. But go back to it, and then you've got the thing where they've got. I think they've probably got better eighteen-year-old, nine-year-olds. Once he's a bench player. option at hooker. Like you, Riley oh, Smith's, yeah, um, okay. Summerton we saw. Is Summerton the hooker? The hooker, yeah. Uh, d- just looking through. No. Big it tick for Brisbane. Expected Penrith to start slow. Uh, still still don't think it's gonna, they're going to snap into it for they, a couple of weeks. But. Y- y- Nostrabanus sitting mm. back here having in our preseason said that a couple of weeks in, Penrith fans will be... Not happy. But I also said Pen, uh, Brisbane to get smacked for four weeks or five weeks. Okay. Yeah, that we, didn't happen. We got one. You got half of it, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, well done. You, you saw, saw Penrith coming. I, yeah. I actually – I have half got a feeling I want to see Penrith do it before I even want to tip them again. No, I think I was Given just, their draw as well. To be honest, just dirty on the way that Brisbane fell apart at the back end of the last year. And I think everyone just, was. I think yeah. everyone's tainted a bit. And as you know, round whatever it was, round 14, I sat here last year and said they'll win the comp when they destroyed Para at yeah. Para. And they're capable of doing that. Um, let's see how well they're gassed up this year, I suppose. Three to Payne, Haas. I had three to Carrigan. I had two to Reynolds and one to Haas. But you want to go the other way? That's fine. I'll meet you halfway. Yeah. Three to Carrigan, two to Haas, one to Reynolds. Right, yeah. Fair? Done. Then we got two. The first, first Super Sad Day of the Year. And um, one of the new look allegedly teams, the Bulldogs, turned up mm. and got beaten thirty-one to six by Manly, who we've both turned the corner in the last three weeks. Of course, we have. Uh, <laughs> I've even promoted them up into my top eight. To I think be they honest. Made the eight. I think uh, if right. they all stay fit, they make the eight. 
Barney stats. Yeah, we had five tries to one, five out of five conversions played, one out of one for the Dogs, and one out of one field goal attempts to Manly. They missed a penalty goal as well. Uh, 37 out of 48 sets played, 25 out of 38. 400-plus running metres and 140-plus post-contact metres for Manly. Six line breaks to one, 29 tackle bust to 24. Six offloads to eight. Four force dropouts from Manly, two from the Bulldogs. Zero 40-20s, 281 tackles for Manly, 352 for Canterbury. Four ruck infringements to three. Zero inside the 10s for both teams. Four penalties conceded to nine. 11 errors to 15, a sin bin to the Bulldogs. Uh, Lachlan Croker made 35 tackles. Reed made 51. Ruben Garrick with 194 running metres and Perham with 165. DCE with 119 supercoach points. Garrick with 110. Tom Trebojevic with 97. And the best of the Bulldogs was Reed Mahani on 75. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Ah... <laughs> uh, Let's start with, with DC because we love him. He was brilliant. How what, good was he? <laughs> fantastic. He putting himself in position to take intercepts. He was putting blokes away, left, right and centre. His kicking game was fantastic as it always is. He's probably got the best kicking game in the comp, apart from the spiral bomb that a couple of guys that got that he doesn't. But he's pinpoint with his long kicks, his short kicks and you know everything in between. Fantastic kicking game. It's like he took, early on in this game, he's, he's gone, right, we've got a... Rookie fullback mm-hmm. uh, and a new back combination. So he was coming in and going, he's over Where's there. The I'm going to grab her it here. Yeah. I'm going to grab it there. He's over there. I'll grab it back here and just, just tormented him early. Um, it was as close to a master class as you get really in halfback, uh, halfback play. And he's the best supporting halfback in the comp. And him and Turbo have now done it for, for enough years where – it's almost like every time Tommy has a ball in the middle of the field, DC, DC just chases because yeah. there's something's coming. Tommy's the same. Or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. They all vice versa. Um, I loved watching it. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was an absolute, yeah, as I said, masterclass from him. Uh, as a Queensland and potentially Australian half and, and captain, but um, he set the tone. Tommy was brilliant in his return. Um Went off for a random three minutes. I assume probably just to <laughs> take a dump or something. But um, I think they wanted him to have a rest, and then he was blowing up, and someone got copped HIA. I think. Oh and yeah, then he yeah, had to yeah. Go yeah. Back out there, so. um, but he did produce two line breaks, two line break assists, a try assist, and a try. So um, for and did it all in second gear. I was going to say, if someone playing at half pace, gear. it was a great return. Uh, and as we know, that when he's in the field, they're a different team. But. Um, Okay, a week's off the bench. Looks like he'll replace Dylan Walker appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What good, else did you take pace. away from Manly? Um, I was dominant from the first set of the game. They went down. They went there with a the plan to physically just beat up the Bulldogs, and they did it in defence and attack on both sides of the ball, especially in defence. Some of the hits in this game were the biggest. I believe hits one of S. Flanagan's a defensive coach. Yeah, right. Mm. But the yeah, some of the hits in this game, apart from probably the Dolphins game, were the biggest defensive hit, uh, like the most physical defensive display that I saw on the weekend. Jake Trebojevic is a front rower. <laughs> I think I've yep. said it for a couple of years. But the way he just chops down the big guys when they're running through the middle of the field and just like he was putting guys on their back. Yeah. Just 
absolutely tormenting the, the blokes that were running the ball. And you could notice that they started running away from him. Yeah. They were looking for him and they were running in the opposite direction because <laughs> they didn't want to run at him. Um, Ola Kawatu and Tuolangi not so much running the ball, but he's, he's got a nice little short pass on him. Mm. He puts a guy away on his outside, but Ola Kawatu was causing havoc on that right edge, uh, running the ball, running over the top of people, being another physical... Display um, ball in hand more so than in defence, but um, yeah, they really rattled this Bulldogs team just physically yeah. for the majority of the game. Yeah, this this Bulldogs team. Oh, we'll get we'll get starting the Bulldogs and come back. <laughs> this Bulldogs team. So they went and bought Kickow, brought in Reed, who's great, and Ryan Sutton, who worked his absolute ass off, but. They're not much different to last year as we flagged and they just got bashed. And after – it felt like even Billy didn't want to be there after about, about 20 minutes. half hour, yeah. They uh, just did not seem interested at all um, after about half an hour. But they were really good for that first half an hour. Like, mm. they were competitive. They were trying to give it as back as much as they could, but they just ended up getting broken with the, um, the speed of the manly side as well. They are one of the quicker yep. teams across the entire field by the looks of it. Uh, even from their small forwards to their outside backs, they are fast. And <laughs> when they play flat and out the line, <coughs> they're very hard to hold down, uh, very, hold, very hard to slow down, sorry. Um, and, yeah, if they're going to put that kind of defence on against most teams, they're going to rattle a few of them as well. So <laughs> I, thought they were, I thought they were really good. Um, as you mentioned, Sutton and Max King has to get a wrap. Young yep. kid making his way as a front rower, definitely a very thrown good, in as well. Very yeah. good front rower, and yeah. um, you know did a lot of work. Kiraz, I thought was probably the best of their back line. He had a crack. Um, he's one of those guys who gets a bit lippy and a bit physical, and he he loves the rough stuff. So it seemed to bring out the best of him in this game, although his opportunities were limited. Um, Fanamanu Brown, I'm not sure, he's hit and miss. He did a couple of nice things, and then was physically dominated a few times as well, yeah, which doesn't easy. help. Um, yeah. Reed was easily the best dog player on the field by a mile. Like his service was fantastic, and his defence—the amount of work that guy gets through, being one of the smaller blokes on the field—is tremendous. Yeah. I don't know how he does it to himself week after week. I'm sure, <laughs> sure you'll know about it when well, he gets yeah, a bit older. Tackles for him, and for, or you would went 48 for Sutton. Yeah, but yeah, this. Um, what do you say? Uh, Flanagan was poor, but he was probably better than Burton. <laughs> Which says something. I, I think he actually had, added I, more I had, than Burton. Did. I had my concerns on Burton at start of the year just because I, I feel like it's a hard thing to. I don't feel like he's a dominant half yet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what he then adds as a result. And um, yeah, Hayes Perham, initial thoughts? Yeah, he got caught out a bit, um, especially with the ball along the ground. I, I'm pretty sure he's a centre. I don't think he's a fullback, but. You never know. Give him another month there. He might. He may find his way and, and yeah. get that positioning. Give him like, I'm sure if you give him plenty of decent ball in space, he's going to look like a a flying fullback. But I just don't know if he has the technique, the technical side of the game down to be able to position himself properly in defence. And a lot of the time, when the Bulldogs did make a half break, he wasn't in shot. So yeah. whereas that's obviously one of the big things you want out of your fullback. Yeah. So. Just not sure he's got that positioning side down yet. He may come back and make me eat my words and be one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen, but I'm not sure <laughs> that's going to happen. And as, like as, as we're, doing, we're just giving opinions, we don't have any personal thing against them, and we hope they do come back and make Zeta yeah, words when we back. Absolutely, because we like giving them raps too. 
Um, but yeah, like he's got all the attributes. He's he's fast enough. He's big enough. He's just really got to work on his positioning yeah. in attack and defense. Yeah, um, I think def- and, and up against a maestro, it's hard to. You're not getting any settling. Yeah. I'm sure he would love to have had like Luke Brooks kicking at him for a game just to <laughs> settle that down and get going. But um, two we haven't mentioned: Ruben Garrick, um, fantastic, just like outstanding pace, size. Great Remember goal the kicker. flack we gave that we caught oh, last yeah. year at the back end of last year when we put him in as our winger of the year. But we um, <laughs> but we, I looked even like I, I regret now not even giving him more thought as a super coach option. Just he's off the fast, bat he's strong. You're going to get five kicker, goals. You're going to get tries, try breaks. Uh, you're going to get tries. You get line breaks. He's um, he was outstanding, and um, we've been waiting four years for Paseca, mm. and um, we got yeah, to see good in this some moment. of what he's capable of. And I think having some allies helped, but uh, obviously had the the big try assist in the middle there. He busted him over, but some of his um some of his runs were, were damaging runs, like bent the line, got him going. And if he produces that every week, he's your as we talked about, he's your first hit up prop, and he sets a tone for everyone else. So he's sort of forced to be now. He's probably the biggest easily in that in yeah, that pack. Yeah, and yeah. Um, now you don't have power there and a couple of others he's now definitely yeah, the, you've got him then Bullimore and the then they're body. all about about the same Kepi was strong yeah I thought it was one of Kepi's better games that I've seen for a little while um, so yeah great great signs well done <laughs> Absolutely. well done Seabold well done Flanagan well done everyone three to DCE um, yeah I, I agree I think genuine top eight now Manly and Bulldogs bottom four I, 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 until I see otherwise he's sniffing around there yeah. I I <sighs> Two games in a row, they've copped a lot of points without being. You know, I just great like blowtorch has problems. it has been, and and they though that we might see uh, apparently Olapu, the young fella from Queensland, destroyed mm. reserve grade. So, other one they got from the Broncos, the Broncos yeah, Olapalutu, Olap- yeah. yeah. Um, so we may see him sooner rather than later. In the next, I think they'll give him a month and then. Put this way, Gus isn't going to mess around. Well, they're not going to hurt having a bit of size and pace in the middle of the no. field. <laughs> um, Give Max King so a bit of help. I think Burton needs a dominant half to really bring out the best of him. And as I, I flagged it last year, even when they were winning those games, Burton's got the big bomb, and it feels a lot of time like that's it. Mm. And sometimes I'm not even sure he knows where it's going. Like it's just. I think the dogs <laughs> may still not be bottom four. I still do expect them to improve, and maybe not improve, but still sort of maybe keep that twelve position. Yeah. In our preview show, I had him in eighth and I had Manly in around 12th. Basically, I've swapped those two. Yeah. <laughs> and Manly may even push up to sixth or higher, but um, yeah. Interesting one. The dogs yeah, well, for me have gone backwards in the last two games that I've watched them play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three points DCE. Yeah, absolutely. Two points Tommy. I had Garrick. Okay. And then I had either Tommy or Reed, but. Nah, stuff him. <laughs> three to DCE, two to Garrick, one to Tommy. Five thirty game was nineteen eighteen. The Cowboys <coughs> in hot conditions up at Townsville, getting out of jail against the Raiders after leading a new half time. Barn, what did the stats say? It was three tries apiece, two out of three conversions for the Cowboys, three out of three for the Raiders, one out of one field goal attempts. For the Cowboys and one out of two penalty goal attempts for Val. 36 out of 41 sets played 28 out of 36. 400 plus running metres for the Cowboys. Two line breaks to three. 39 tackle bust to 29. Four offloads to eight. Three force dropouts to two. Zero 40 20s. 
301 tackles made by the Cowboys, 338 made by the Raiders. One out of one ruck infringements, or one ruck infringement each, sorry. One inside the 10 against Canberra. Five penalties conceded to six, seven errors to 11. Robson made 49 tackles. Uh, Tapani made 39. Cotter with 216 run metres and Chris with 153. Uh, Reese Robson with 74 supercoach points. Starling with 73 and Gula with 72. Now, I'll be honest, I... um. This is a game I didn't get to go back and watch in full again, so I'll have, I'll uh, follow your lead here, Barn. But yeah, right. Um, out's the adding point lead. Should have been more. Should have been more. Cowboys started really well. Um, they were on the attack on the attack for the majority of the first half, and they were um, making a lot of holes in in the Canberra Raiders defensive line. Uh, a couple of tries that sort of went begging early in that first half. To be honest. Um, Dearden got pulled down just short. A couple of his support runners got pulled down just short or dropped the ball very close or over the line. And um, it mm. could have been 20, 20 plus. The, you know, reaching into the high 20s come half halfway of this game. But um, there was a, a continual string of errors and penalties from the Cowboys. And it just saw the Raiders come back into it a um, couple of minutes before half time, And then a, a bit of a stretch straight after half halftime. Uh, Kyle Felt seemed like he was on a mission to just either destroy people or make mistakes, and he was trying to do I'm both at the same time. Like, it was just hot and angry people. Or <laughs> but, but Kyle Felt is Kyle Felt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was not a happy boy. No, he wasn't. Especially um, later in that He came out on the short dropout and completely missed the ball where White and just strolled over to score, and there was a couple of other glaring <laughs> errors from him in this game. But, yeah, they didn't mark him down for one error. I don't know how that, how that works or how they were watching him, but... Um, Anyway, um, he made a couple of big mistakes, I thought, uh, at different times. The Raiders got their um, they got their bench actually added quite a bit, which was one of my question marks of what was going to happen this year. Gula and Horsburgh came on and took the game by the scruff of the neck in and the Starling. middle of the field. And Starling, yeah. Starling was instrumental in their comeback. He he was the one that was get them on, getting them on the front foot and then Gula and um, Horsburgh just followed up with the you know the speed of the ruck getting faster and faster and yeah they, they they started to send the cowboys scrambling in the middle of the field which you don't see all well you didn't see all that often last year so um i thought that was uh really added some extra punch in the middle of the field which helped them out their halves were steady without bit they lack creativity those two halves yeah. um we've said it a few times and it's their issue they got quite lucky with two like the the starling try bounced off a couple of legs and popped back up and yeah. he scored the Whiten one where Felt just lost his mind and <laughs> yeah. missed the and ball by five metres and yeah. Whiten walks over. So there's probably two tries that don't happen last year and the game looks completely different when it's 19 or 18 to 6 at yeah. the back end of the game. But um, Drinkwater had a couple of really nice, uh, nice tries there. Some nice touches first half as well. Yeah, Drink absolutely. I, As I, said, I thought the Cowboys were extremely dominant in the first half and didn't really press that dominance as far as they should have. Um, and it would have been a completely different game if they had. Um, Sebastian Chris was hit and miss at fullback. Another one that needs to work on his positioning but has all the attributes to be a decent fullback. And we'll see where they go with that. Uh, Tarpanay did his job, but he was nowhere near as effective as he was for large parts of last year. And... Um, Huira and Ira was probably the best of the starting forwards for for the Canberra side. Well, um, Holmes and Tuolungi have got a really good combination going on that left side, and you'll see them tear teams apart yeah. <laughs> at different times during the year with Drinkwater uh, 
chiming in and going down the right-hand side. Uh, Dean was a bit hit and miss, but uh, Chad was solid again, just got him around the field with his kicking game. Tamalolo was strong in the middle of the field, but the best two players on the field, I thought, were uh, well, close to the best two players on the field were Ruben Cotter and uh, Reese Robson yep. through the middle of the field for the Cowboys. Right. They were quite dominant. I'd almost suggest those three would be the way we would look at um <laughs> Oh, I'd probably put in. Starling in there. Well, I I went with Robson three. I thought okay. Robson was the best player on the field. He was uh, the linchpin to the majority of the attack that did come from the Cowboys. He sort of set it up first, and then the drink water and um, Dearden would get on the back of that. And then I had Starling for two, just the impact that he made for that camera side because they were getting nowhere near the Cowboys without him on the field. Yeah, like, he came on and completely changed the game. And then you had Gula, who was probably flattered by a try, but did plenty of work, and then Cotter, who just works his backside off each and every minute he's on the field. So, how was Seb Chris at fullback? Yeah, as mentioned, he's a little bit hit and miss. His positioning was um, was found wanting a couple of times yeah. with the with the kicks in behind the line and that kind of stuff. He he did sort of eventually get there, but he was those that two or three steps away from where he probably should have been at times. First but, time um, there, yeah. yeah, absolutely. First time there, he's got all the attributes to be a good fullback. Um, Strong fellow, good, you know, decent pace, and um, I think he'll be okay. But uh, I'm pretty sure they'd be hoping <laughs> they'd be wanting um, a old mate to come back. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, have you got any? So there's more. I don't, up, think, there's, there's I don't think he's a long time fullback, to be honest. But he could he, he, to play there as a fill-in. I think he's. I think he offers more creativity than a Rappina, and yeah, yeah, absolutely he does. For more of that, he's more of a. An X factor, even though I don't say it this way, but like a a he's going to be B plus X factor step player. Around people than, and he's push not James Desco, but he's going yeah. to try more than a Rappina or someone in the same mould. Um, but you're saying lots more upside in a day for the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they um they should have won this game well, and they'll probably be pretty disappointed with what they did. Uh, another one, another team where the line speed wasn't quite. Where it was last year, obviously that comes down to match I think, fitness I think and probably, that kind of yeah, stuff. I think, I think another one, because you'd argue they gassed out in that, well, they did have probably the, the toughest of the finals last year. They went quite deep, but I think they're going to have more in Peyton's coaching for September rather Slow than it down a little bit around one, two and three. Yeah. So I think, and Panda's the same, like, and Robbo's the same, and Bellamy's I'm probably the, the, same, the same, and the Sharks are the same. <laughs> they were um, not impressive, but we'll get to so that. So I think they... You always give more more tick upside to getting to Origin, getting through that for a team like this. Upside for Canberra is what you see, what you get, and like yeah, I'm pretty sure ups. The what you see is what you get yeah. out of this team. You'll have game Papa Lee coming back will make a big difference. Um, Tapane was nowhere near his best, so they can they can be dominant through the middle of the field when they have those two guys on deck and playing at their best. But yeah, they I think they just struggle for creativity for mine. Yeah, the Raiders, so. um, which. Yeah, what yeah, what can I say? But what you see is what you get. So three to three to uh, Robson, two yep. to Starling, Starling, and one to Cotter. Cotter. Twenty-seven to eighteen, as I didn't save my notes here. Yeah, that's good. Twenty-seven <laughs> to eighteen uh, was the gate. The score Saturday night, seven thirty, as the Bunnies beat the Sharks. Uh, physical game. Um, High intensity game at times, not so much line speed wise, but they were in each other's faces a lot. They were, and um, 
we, we talk a little bit at times about breakout games and Lachlan Elias arrived as a first-grade halfback today in this game. So that was cool to see. What did the stats say? Yeah, we had three tries to four, three out of three conversions, played four out of four. Uh, one out of one penalty attempts for the Sharks and one us uh, for, for Souths and one out of one field goal attempts for the Souths. 25 out of 39 sets played 31 out of 41. 290 plus running metres for Souths. Four line breaks to six. 23 tackle busts for the Sharks. 52 tackle busts for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Six offloads to four. Zero force dropouts. 140-20 for the Sharks. 355 tackles played 339. One ruck infringement to zero. Zero inside the tens to one against wow. the Rabbits. I didn't realise that. Five penalties conceded from both teams. Referee. Tom, your mate, red oh, Tom. Yeah, good bloke. Does a good job, except he got you get one wrong. He got a couple. He got a few wrong in this um, one. But yeah, anyway, f- fourteen errors to twelve, and a sin bin for Wade Graham. Braley made fifty tackles. Murray made fifty-one. Talakai made two hundred and one running meters, and Campbell Graham made one hundred and ninety-eight running meters. Uh, Campbell Graham ended up with one hundred and ten supercoach points. Ilias with 85, Murray with 84, and then two other Souths players before you got to Will Kennedy on 70. And both Ilias and Campbell Graham probably should have had some try assists on top of that where uh, Colin Matangi got dragged down near the line. Drop uh, one, over, drop the one line. over the line. Uh, there was another one out wide. Anyway, Ilias probably should have got 20 points for Ilias punching the ball out of, of Mulatalo's uh, hand. Mulatalo. <laughs> Mulatalo's we have been pulled hand, up. Yes. Uh, Sorry, the beaver. Thanks to the beaver who we'll has be said we've uh, hit Mulatalo. <laughs> Get so rid of the end. Mulatalo, um, yes. And that was... Good game of footy. There, was two cha- there were two big moments in this game and the first one was the Ilias punch out of the hand from Mulatalo mm-hmm. when he's all but over the line and should have scored, been the first try scored in the game. And the forward pass from Braden Trindle to Katoa that was nowhere near forward, and he strolls yeah, over yeah, in the corner. Yeah. So there's a tw- ten to twelve point swing, or eight, and I think eight the, to twelve the point first swing, one, depending on kids. they went up, they marched up field and yeah, scored. and then Ilias went down the other end of the field and scored yeah. in the next set of six. Yeah. <laughs> after off saving it, after saving the try, grubber, but <laughs> and good on him. The, but um, no, he was fantastic. He was yeah, his defence uh, for me. He rattled a couple of blokes, hitting yeah. in underneath the ball, and he's not a big guy, but he's definitely worked on his defence in the offseason. I assume it's a confidence thing, and I assume they've spent this year probably pumping his tyres up a lot. Mm. I'm guessing. Well, they let know. him control that right side. But, and but they and they played they right side it. the whole time. Absolutely. It's like they've been, oh, yeah, we've got the Australian centre over there. Yeah. He might touch a ball today. Uh, who was fantastic. We've got him, another pretty good winger out there. We've got a, a massive but, second rower out there who can do damage. And then Latrell popped up there as well, just in case, um, when they needed him. I thought that was um, a great statement from them because we know the left side is what it is. Uh, and yeah. to do that, it's no, just... No, you've got to it, stop us here, yeah, there, and everywhere and else. I think it does help that Moylan's defending out there against well, the outside maybe that was, of maybe that was, Perhaps that was a conscious <laughs> decision. You're right. Yeah, Campbell Graham said somewhere that it wasn't but it wouldn't surprise me if it was because if you go back and look at I think Talakai missed about seven tackles Moylan missed seven or eight uh, Teague Wilton missed seven or eight like it, those corridors that teams run down on the edges of the defence on the outside of your halves and your second rowers and your centres yeah. there was 30 odd missed tackles out of 50 but and it all came in those on both sides of the field down those tram where eight teams out of ten play left side predominantly anyway for them now to switch to the right is um, 
I think I think it's cool, but it's it's such a clever play because now you're putting and they gave Murray, they gave him Murray as well, who made yes, a massive yes, difference. Who was did. helping him? He was ball playing with him, or he was being his his um, lead runner on his outside, which made a massive difference and freed him up quite a bit on that on that defensive line. Yeah, I don't know how many times Talakai shot off the line to try and cover Moylan, and then Moylan tucks in behind him and they, they just tries. <laughs> Kevin Graham has scored points. Um, <laughs> I've been saying it forever, but. I'll keep saying it. But the problem is it's now exposed and it's out yeah, there. Absolutely. And teams, well, you can't tell me Paramount won't be watching it Talakai's jamming in and the winger's staying on his wing and not jamming in with Talakai. And then there's just holes everywhere. So they're obviously going to have to fix that. Uh, you can't go miss it. Like, this is the Sharks of old. 15 er- or 14 yeah. errors and 50-odd missed tackles. This is where, why they missed the eight two years ago because that's exactly what they were doing. They were yeah. missing 50 tackles in a game and making 12, 14 errors a game. Which you just can't do. You get you're not going to beat really realistically anyone with those kind of stats. So um, they were very good in attack at different points. There was only flashes of it, but both teams were really crisp in their attack at different points. And I thought probably I thought two Kennedy of the betting quite, um, attacking teams in Kennedy had some nice touches. Yeah, Trindle had some very nice touches as well. Almost oh, it, it was that half break at game for Trindle. Yeah, because he, he carried him here, mm-hmm. really did. Whether that expose is just exposing Moylan now or not, I'm not sure. But well, yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for a replacement for Moylan for a long time. So how about Nico goes to six and Trindle can play seven? But anyway, <laughs> they'll work that out. I don't get paid to do it, but I, I'll tell them if they ask. Mm. <laughs> We've offered our services. Um, yeah, I've pretty much gone through a whole heap of what we've talked about here. Souths look fit and fast. And the fact that they had two forwards go down in, in the first half and we still looked the fitter team at the back end of the game really bodes well for them going forward. Yeah. Um, I think that just really cements them into a top four spot now, to be honest. Um, and, and they do get a couple of cosy draw periods as well. which yeah. um, And they can trust. They're going to trust. They're only going to really lose. Well, we'll see what happens with Luttrell uh, and Appy Murray. in hooker-wise. Mm. But you're probably only going to lose Luttrell and Murray Origin, which you should be able I don't to cover. Know. If Cook keeps playing like that, man, Cook was fantastic. Yeah, and Appy, Appy might well Cook be out was of a job. fucking tremendous in this um, game. But I just, he, I agree. I, I thought they looked the crispest team uh, we saw uh, in all the trials, and actually was fantastic. Um, and they've bought it again, and I'm, I'm excited for them. I think, I, like, I don't know what the prices are. Haven't looked, but they're not the worst bet for minor premiers because you know what you're going to get. Yeah, like as we mentioned, Trell's knee issue looked like a problem, but he's been named, so it should be fine. Um, Rudolph was pretty. He had good a mate in the front row that he didn't like every time he kicked. The, he was kicking for goal. Some, <laughs> there was a couple of them. in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Walker, Walker was in there as well, yeah. <laughs> giving it to the few Sharkies fans. Obviously, had a bit to say to him, but um, yeah, Rudolph, Braley, and McGinnis were probably the best, or well, the standouts for the Sharks and the forwards. Trindle started well with a few nice touches, but sort of went missing a little bit towards the back end of the game. But they didn't have a lot of possession because they kept dropping the fucking thing and missing yeah. tackles. So <laughs> that'll come back to bite you in the ass. I thought Cheekam was pretty strong, as was um, Shaq Mitchell at um, yeah. different stages in the game without dominating. But, um, yeah, it was Kulamatungi, Murray and Graham. They were they were first class. Kulamatungi, we haven't touched on him yet. <laughs> he could have scored three tries missed, himself. Missed two tries and scored one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he was outstanding and could have two tries. Just he, he was enormous. Uh, they're in a great spot, South. So they, they, so they could almost be the team I'm most excited to watch this year. Yeah, me too, uh, to be honest. And, that, and they'll, get, they'll go and play some of the other 
geeks down the road and they'll wipe them off the paddock. And Cook and Ilias were just a different... Yeah, they'll shut teams out. They'll beat teams 30, 40 nil. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sharks had to put on some good plays to get points mm. in this game. Like, <laughs> their defence was quite good as well as them being pretty sharp in yeah. attack. So um, Cook and Ilias were the difference makers. They were the best two players on the field. Cam McGuinness only playing half hour. Is that a concern or...? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, to be honest. I think they were just trying to get, get lost. Um, Wade Graham on the field for some reason and then he came on and knocked someone's head off. But um, yeah, sure <laughs> he was decent when he was minutes, on there. McGuinness half hour. Confuci yeah. was okay. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, there's again, there's the same sort of story for the Sharks the last few years. I thought Finucane was probably ineffective and he's starting to get towards the back end of his career and so is Wade Graham, so... Might be another couple of blokes that are sort of getting towards the back end. There's you just got like Hazel, your, you got Hazelton up your sleeve, just like, like your Fafita yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. and Tolman last year. But they do, and they hang on, they hang along a long time. Yeah, they're pretty I, loyal the Sharks when they when they have someone that's been there for a while. But Hazelton, you almost feel like he needs to be in this team. Front row add that bit of size. Yeah, yeah. they get um, they get Royce back, back this week, week which will, he'll make a difference. Like Hamlin, like <laughs> Hamlin, Ueli, Hazelton would be, but should be a better player, shouldn't he? Possibly, but he's an older player as well. I think he's yeah, sort he's, of he's mid twenties as, as well. Yeah, so. yeah. for a long time. Um, as a Sharks fan, where are you, where are you sitting with? Oh, really disappointed in the missed tackles. The missed tackles was the thing that got me. Um, How far is Talakai away from being moved back to the middle? Is the other thing when yeah, they, they still, do need to still realistically only making those? He's made two hundred meters, but it was doing the forward work. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, surely there's a better option in someone like your Kyle or Iro or someone that can come on and play centre. And have and some footwork and yeah, some have pace. some footwork yeah. and some pace and actually and link just up. Him, just and put him back into 12. Even yeah. when they do go down that left-hand side with um, Talakai, he generally just puts the ball under his wing and runs it. And mm. if he does make a break, then he'll pass it to Molitano on his outside. But yep. he's not drawing players and passing. and He does it occasionally, but he's generally a run-first sort of option yep. rather than... Being a link player or adding sort of anything overly creative, and, and we're headed towards an era where, time. like, yeah. if they play manly and he's got a Mark Cooler, mm. you'd be shitting your pants all the time, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would imagine, so, <laughs> like, yeah. like, especially if Moylan's on his inside. Yeah, so it's yeah. like we're now in. You need pace and size, and he doesn't move backs. laterally no. that well at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be a, Will Kennedy might almost have been one of your best attacking options. In he was. Game. He definitely was. Yeah. Um, we're going to say three, two. So, and South's like, a, like we've both said it. it well, Ilias gets man of the match in this game. Three he to Ilias, two to Cook, match. one to Cook. Kulamatangi. I had either Murray or Graham, but. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, Campbell. So, I, was, I saw stuff <laughs> during the week about people who were still bagging, bagging Campbell Cam Graham. Murray. Oh, Campbell Graham, yeah. Well, who, was, Ow. who was bagging Cam Murray? Who? No. I'll fight him. I, I thought you were going to say <laughs> someone was bagging Cam Murray. <laughs> no. <laughs> How funny. My finger's still fucked. How could you um, fucking... Campbell you Graham nah, He is, was fantastic in well, He was outstanding in there. Well, like... Mm. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's one of the best it's defensive centres in the game. Yeah. And now they're going to start giving him some ball. Fucking watch him go. <laughs> As I said, he could have got 140 supercoach points in this game. If his um, passes stick and he gets another try there, he's... He was dragged down once where they just popped out. Anyway, yeah. fantastic. So actually, no, yeah, you're right. Give him two points. And one, two... No, I had Ilias Cook and then either Graham or Cam Murray. But I don't, I, I don't think you can underestimate what Cook did in this game. Elaborate, when, will you? When the, Sharks, when the Sharks were still playing quite well and it was a close game, when the he just ratcheted up that ruck speed again. He ran fast, more often than I've seen him run for quite some time. And when he did it, he was extremely effective. It has to be a fitness thing. Whether like he was targeted. getting out and 
he might not run it all the way himself, but he was getting to the, he was getting around the markers to the defensive line and then having a forward on his outside who would hit the line and take another five metres. Yeah. Another quick play of the ball, quick service to the outside. I thought Cook was fucking tremendous in this game and if it wasn't for Ilias um, saving a try and then scoring one a couple of minutes later, I probably would have given Cook man of the match, to be honest. All right, but. three Ilias, two Cook and one to Campbell Graham. I bet you want to be it, don't um, you? I do. And then uh, Sunday happened, Barney. We lost our grand final, which didn't go down well. But no, luckily I don't remember any of it. The beers did. <laughs> they went down fine. I drank a lot of piss afterwards, <laughs> as you did. Um, as I you am did. supposed to be wearing Ollie's hat. Yes. And completely honest, I don't know where it is. Sorry, someone's Ollie. got it. It'll be around if I don't. I'll fix you up, Ollie. But anyway, uh, I'll wear a Titans hat next week. Because <laughs> fuck knows. He's where not going to give you another one. No, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. That's right. <laughs> But then what happened is the Dolphins made the NRL to do in front of 35. So it was, um, I think it was three sellouts this week. Right. No, two sellouts, 35K at Suncorp. I don't know if, if Leichhardt was sold out. Sharks it was close. Were sold out. Yeah, the two Saturdays were sold out. And then record ratings across the board, round one. So NRL's going all right, which is great. It's fantastic. And then probably the two things that happened, two best things that happened, was Penrith getting beat in round one and, and Roosters getting beat in round one by... The debutant Dolphins, because it just every every team gets a little bit of a sniff, and it's exciting. Exciting time to be a fan. It's exciting time to watch footy. Like I said, this we've done this series. We're in our fourth year now, yep. and how many bludger games do we used to have to talk about? <laughs> well, there yes. hasn't been one yet, which no, is only we well, we're only one round not in. Yet. But um, it's it's exciting. It's, it's yeah, I think this year's probably going to be the tightest competition that we've seen in the four yeah. years that we've done this podcast. And, yeah, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it but does you could, play out. You could sit here and tell me any team but maybe four will make the eight and I go, that's a fair argument, or vice versa. I could sit here and tell you why the Tigers make eight. You'd probably you could, you'd tell me I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be too far off the mark, we'll I get don't to, think. We'll get to them. You'll get to them. <laughs> more importantly, why will the Dolphins make the eight? They probably won't, but... Fuck, they came out fire in this game. Uh, the crowd was behind him, which was unreal. And uh, it turns out that um, W. Bennett fella can coach rugby league. So he got him up and going. And he and they put away a Bruce's team that played like shit. Well, they've been riding on the back of a whole heap of emotion. First game, yeah. all the rest of that kind of stuff. So don't be surprised if you do see him crash back to earth this mm. week. And I'm not saying they're going to come out and have a bad performance, but don't, no. don't be surprised if you but see it makes him you get them double. convincingly I think they're someone beaten by somebody. This week, Raiders, but, um, which they're makes Raiders. me think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, their forward pack was tremendous. They even Both their halves played quite well. Katoa had a rough start to the game, but by the end of it, he was looking like, a, you know, close enough to a first grade 5'8". And um, Sean O'Sullivan played a fucking fantastic game at halfback. Um yeah, their forward pack dominated and had this Roosters forward pack on the back foot for large parts of this game. And we we said this in our preview when everyone was giving them favourites for the spook. Bennett's not an idiot. He went out and went, okay, haven't got this million dollar having this player. Now I'm going to do, go and get four international forwards. They're all at the back end. Yeah, yeah. Give them all a payday. Come up here and you'll be around the club for the next 15 years. And you're going to tell everyone a story show, of how we won this first game. Show everybody else how to yeah. do the job. And... <laughs> I don't think I've I've seen Kafusi put on some big shots, but yeah. I don't think I've seen him put on as many in one game as he did here. And he was leveling blokes left, right, and centre. I also don't remember him. I do actually. I was thinking when he stepped here, but 
doing the old luai afterwards and standing over <laughs> me and get up, you dumb shit. He was well and truly <laughs> on and he left his mark on the cheese. He left his mark on a couple of other blokes. And the way he was hitting too. And I don't think I saw more spilt ball out of really good shots in defence. Up and under. Yeah. Up and under. Coming in, starting at the hips, hitting the bottom of the elbow or hitting the bottom of the ball and just forcing their way through the tackle. A la Trevor Gilmeister back in the day, yeah. and the ball would just go flying, yeah. and the bloke would be on the ground going, "Holy shit, yeah. that hurt!" David Gillespie, where's the ball? <laughs> yeah, Cement Gillespie, oh. Jake Trebojevic, mm. another one that's really good at that style of defence. But yep. it was a, a hallmark of what they did in this game, and they were physical from start to finish, and it rattled the Roosters, especially in the middle of this game of football. Um, the Roosters probably did have the dominance early, uh, ten or fifteen minutes, but they didn't make them pay. Again, um, Walker to me was uh, uh, not Walker. Kiri to me is a worry, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We had five tries for the Dolphins, three to the Roosters. Four out of five conversions played three out of three. 36 out of 46 sets for the Dolphins and 24 out of 35 for the Roosters. 350 plus running metres for the Dolphins. Five line breaks from both sides. 32 tackle busts played 33. 13 offloads to six. Three forced dropouts for the Dolphins and one for the Roosters. No 40-20s. 336 tackles played 348. One ruck infringement against the Roosters and one inside the 10 against both sides. Two penalties conceded by the Dolphins, seven by the Roosters. 12 errors to 14 and a sin bin for the Roosters. Uh, Gilbert made 42 tackles. Nat Butcher made 44. Hamaso made 192 running metres and uh, Tupu made 179 for the Roosters. Asako with 108 supercoach points. Jeremy Marshall King with 89. Uh, the Professor, Mark Nichols on 83. And then three other Dolphins players before you got down to Lindsay Collins on 66 supercoach points. Where do you start? Yeah, let's start with their forwards. Let's start, start with Kafusi, as you're saying, and, uh, and we'll go from there. But they didn't they set that? What a platform. Like, come out and own, just set a statement. So this... All your kids, all your kids watching a reserve grade probably sit in the stand. Uh, your your Lumuli, your Lim, add it to the list, GT. Lumeli on the bench and um, your kids on the bench. Um, this is how we are going to play first grade. Get on board, boys. Tough, uncompromising, in-your-face football. And they yeah. played it for the majority of this game. And if that's their brand of footy they're going to bring every week, they're going to rattle some teams. Win, lose, or draw, they are going well, to if, if, put if it. If you're not going to be the team that's going to wipe teams off the field, be the team no one wants to play. Yeah, it's the team that yeah. <laughs> you're just going to... Oh, we've got to go, we've go, we've go get bashed by the Dolphins. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> we yeah. might win, but they're going to bash us. Yeah. Uh, they, they were uncompromising. They played from the start of the game till the end of it. Uh, the Roosters seemed interested for about 15 minutes in the first half and the last 15 minutes when they were trying to jag a win. But in the middle, it was just all the Dolphins. They... I don't know what it was with the Roosters, whether they were just trying to go through and sort of set up the way that they're going to play for the rest of the year, but they did not seem to be any sort of out-of-the-box thinking. Any I don't actually know how they want to play for the rest of the year. Because even to, like, Tedesco wasn't his usual support Fast himself. About but, he, but he never had his... Um, he's always at sniffing in the ruck. Uh, he wasn't there a lot of the time. They weren't going through the ruck. Oh, that's I don't true. think they Cheese. wanted to go through the ruck. Yeah, Cheese is doing. Cheese got belted. Um, Cheese, t- t- yeah. Kafusi like lined him up just about every time he ran the yeah. ball and flogged him. And, yeah, and then Kiri's, um, I don't I don't mean it's in a flippant way, but you've got Kiri and Radley who 
there's every chance they'll be medically retired by the end of the year. Like Radley knocked out again, again leading with the wrong, yeah, um, leading Tackling on the wrong with side, the wrong shoulder, yeah. and. Um, Kiri, Kiri is too sideways, way too yeah. sideways. At least Walker straightens up and goes back into the middle of the ruck occasionally, doesn't mind taking a hit. Kiri just seems to follow that 45-degree angle out to his – and he and jams, up that, jams yeah. up that corner and then, yeah, then you've got Tedesco running around in circles or Suwali running around in circles trying to find something, someone to pass to or find half a break somewhere that, that they just didn't find. Um, He'd be look, better know, off getting halfway missing. through his run and either kicking or passing and letting the outside blokes do yeah. the rest of the work. I know, I know they're missing Guzzi as well, uh, and I know they're oh, missing... Big, he, they missed him the tremendously. And I, I just had more faith in the Butcher Boys defensively. I thought there was like some massive gaps that people mm. walked through on both oh, yeah, edges. Yeah, there was. Absolutely. There um, was. And I didn't imagine that Angus Crichton bought that. Well, I do because he's a, an absolute superstar of the game. Again, hope he pulls through what he's going through, but... Oh, they missed him, and then um, we saw it a bit. And no, um, and our man, our oh, man. Oh, I've just forgotten his name. Sia <laughs> Siwa, uh, um, Takiaho. Takiaho. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've taken out five hundred games of first grade experience in the yep. forward pack that just got bashed off the field, and again, oh, well, we'll bring Drew, Drew Hutchinson. That'll sort it out. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. He but, wasn't the worst on the field, but, no, um, but you did. Like you saw Asako's and yeah, Hamasai, Tabuai Fido's play some of their best football. They're not going to do that every game of the year. There yeah. are those guys that sort of have three really good games and then they'll go missing for a game. But they were fantastic in this game. And Fidel played the way that Teddy normally plays. He was sniffing around everything, backing up through the middle of the field, getting involved in the in the shifts to the edges. And I thought he had a tremendous game. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Marshall King was yeah. out fucking standing. Best player on the field, I thought, by a Agreed. long way. Um, just tore the middle of that field apart, uh, especially with that the, the second try there for Hamaso, the, the Dolphins' first try in, in the competition, and did it time and time again. Just made bulk metres through the middle of the field, terrorised the markers and the, in, in behind the play of the ball, and yeah, it was a, a big... Big reason why the uh, the Dolphins were on the front foot for large parts of this game. Um, yeah, I already mentioned I've got I've got worries about Kiri. I thought Suwali and Tupu did their jobs, you know, but the, they can really only do their jobs with the kind of service that they were getting out out of this one. Um, yeah, Kiri looked very one dimensional. I thought Turpin looked okay when they brought him on. He actually added a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I feel like he's they got probably more, don't use um, him that way unless Cheese doesn't. No, get but in trials he's good. He played five eight and he's been more of a license. So I feel like he'll be more creative than than see. But like in this game, it didn't mean that. But yeah. Nat Butcher was good, um, and Lindsay Collins was the best Roosters player on the field. I thought. Yeah. Um, considering we've given him that. we've given him a bit of <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of stick throughout yeah, the time. But as I said, off, in that Supercoach show, I feel really like good. it's a, a year for him. Yeah. Um, Kafusi was we've already mentioned Kafusi. He was brilliant. Gilbert was fantastic also. Um, Kenny Bromwich, Mark Nichols, he's going to be a cult figure up there, I would imagine. The professor, <laughs> the goat, whatever they want to call him, scored a try in his first game for the Dolphins. So <laughs> we'll see how he goes for the the rest of the season. Um, I mentioned Katoa struggled early but got better towards the end. And Osako and O'Sullivan were the other two standouts for the Dolphins. I thought yep. Sean O'Sullivan had probably close to the best game I've ever seen. If you 
for anyone who listened last year, the games that he did fill in for Penrith, I had massive reps on him then. Yep. I had massive reps on him the year before when he was filling in at times. And yeah, I, he's a quality first grade halfback. And when you've only, there's probably only seven or eight of them out there. You know what? He's going to get, now, he's got four years yeah. now to make a statement. Absolutely. So he's a learn. little bit older, but I'm pretty sure you're going to see it now. So, Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, You've, you've summed up very well, Brian. I've got a lot to add. Uh, I thought the crowd was fantastic. I thought, yeah, Miss Fantastic. Even Brilliant. It came through the TV. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, great to see all the fins up there. Uh, <laughs> I thought Vossi encapsulated the moment well as he does. Uh, even threw in a hey diddle diddle just for, for Ollie. Loves but, a superlative. Uh, he does love a superlative. <laughs> uh, sometimes he runs out of superlatives. But um, anyone else want to wrap? Yeah. But like, they just. They're just Recruited really well for a team that apparently hasn't recruited they well. They couldn't get any. You and Aitken big, was good. How good was Great. he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Teddy stood and up on one got, point, but apart from that, he was fantastic. Submitted himself now to play centre for the rest of the yeah. year. For him. And, and then if they find another centre, he'll go into the back row. Yeah. And do just as good a job. And um, I, I, I just, yeah, I am full of praise for what they've achieved. I will treat them as someone who's going to be in that. Going to cause problems. Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, going to cause problems uh, for those and teams. Like I said, very interesting when we get to 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 our preview show uh, as to what I tip when they play Canberra because I don't know. Yeah. I'll think about that. <laughs> um, I, there's not a lot I wanted to. You, you talk about Lindsay Collins. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot to say. You, you've you've encapsulated Roost as well. I have concerns, but we had concerns last year and they came good. Yeah. They probably realistically finished sixth or seventh. No, they might they might get beat the next four weeks, but then they'll beat up some teams. Manu's back helps. Well, everyone was going to say that we're going to finish first. I said it myself. So uh, do I, yeah. Manu comes back is a massive in for this team. I don't think they realise how big he is for them. We did tip him to run first before Crichton went missing, which does probably maybe bring him down a peg or two. But um, they still they've got the team to still be in oh, and yeah, up and around. They come out with my 40s. Oh, here top, we are. At, they are. at the Welcome top back. end, pointing yeah. into the competition. So Absolutely. We'll so see we'll where they on. come off. They're, they're, they've never, I don't, can't remember the last time they started well or won round one. So. No, <laughs> I, th- I think it's been six years, I think. Yeah. I think. Anyway, something like that. Three to JMK, who's been upgraded to Absolutely. initial status. So well done for you. Two to Kafusi. And where are you going to go next? Oh, Kafusi put some really big shots on, but for me, the. the don't know if he did the work that, like some of the other forwards did a lot more work than he did. I know he okay. he pumped the game up and he got, he had a really big um, impact at different times. But I thought um, O'Sullivan probably deserved the two points. I thought okay. he had yeah, his hands cool. on everything, yep. and then it was either Osako or um, Kafusi for the one. But I know Osako was flattered with a couple of tries, which you know always pumps up the the stats and all the rest of that. But yeah. Kafusi one, and uh, yeah, let's go with that. You got that, Greg. And then the round wrapped up at Leichhardt Oval with all the hope in the world, full house, <laughs> filled the hill. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Twenty-two ten. The Titans beat the Tigers, and for sixty minutes, I felt like the Tigers weren't going to lose. So that was weird, but yeah. Anyway, it happened. We watched it. And um, tell us some stats. Tigers should have been fucking 20 in front after 25 after minutes. About 10 minutes, yeah. really. But oh, mate. I don't anyway. think you've... Anyway, we'll get to that. Tigers 10, Titans 22. Two tries to four. 
Two missed conversions for the Tigers, three out of four for the Titans. One out of one penalty attempts for the Tigers. 30, set, 30 out of 42 sets played 25 out of 33. 300-plus running metres for the Tigers. Six line breaks to two. 47 tackle busts to 33. 20 offloads to four. Three force dropouts to zero. <laughs> like, uh, how do you lose that? Anyway, uh, zero forty twenty. There, there, there were quite a number of ones where like somehow... Tigers got the hand under the ball or over the ball and had the last touch, but yes. Yeah. Um, 291 tackles played 331. One ruck infringement against the Tigers, three against the Titans. One inside the 10 played two. Three penalties conceded by the Tigers, nine by the Titans. This is probably how they lost it. 14 errors to nine. Twile with 45 tackles, Stimson with 41, Laurie with 219 running metres and David Fafita with 206. Tui was the top of the Supercoach points on 89, David Fafita on 83, and Twal on 70. Am I supposed to talk? No, I no. can talk. No, I, can talk. <laughs> I sat here and watched the first 20 minutes, and this forward pack just monstered the Titans, like monstered them into obscurity as they couldn't get off their line. But classic Tigers, 20 minutes in, all of a sudden, oh, we've got a breakaway, and down they go and score and then score again. They've done a sensational effort um, recruiting this forward pack and it looks like a superstar forward pack. It did in this game at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, until uh, Mo came on the field and Mo actually rebalanced it. I thought he was sensational, he Mo did. off the bench. Yeah. He was fantastic. He he took them on and gave it back. But Clemmer in his first game was outstanding. I think nearly, what, what did you say, 200 run metres, 180 run metres. He didn't miss a tackle. Yeah. 40 tackles and, and Twile getting a starting spot, which I don't know why it happens. It's happened every week for the Tigers for three years, but then he starts and plays 60 minutes and he's just unbelievable. Didn't miss a tackle, 45. Um, they owned it, but the typical thing is, is the more they say the same, is we had where no one actually then knew how to get us from that to scoring some points. Yes. Which seems important in the game of rugby <laughs> league, I've learned. Um, I actually thought Luke Brooks looked dangerous running the ball. I thought he. They're on the right track with how they're going to get him to play. A couple of nice short kicks. Um, he has, and he hasn't used it for ages, but he has that inside-out grub where he grubs back to the post. He used to use it for Tedesco a long time ago. I actually uh, think, and he worked hard, but I actually think Tigers' first port of, port of call now they've got a million bucks to spend should be to go and find a fullback. I think that's now... Uh, Laurie's defensive decisions probably cost us two tries. Yes. Uh, there's a grubber who's in the wrong spot and a bomb he, he doesn't like to, for whatever reason he won't defuse bombs he's not bombs. happy under the bomb he, um, yeah. and we've got Staines there who is a capable tradesman who could but doesn't offer the same attack to trip argue. over his own feet a bit but I like, like you got you got a million bucks to spend there's a bloke that is a Dalian fullback of the year sitting in New Zealand mm. that wants to come back to rugby league go and get RTS Go and spend some like, but we've got the money. We've got six hundred. I think we've got six hundred still in the cap this year. But um, they need an X factor. They don't have it. Dewey was good. Didn't touch ball probably enough in a lot of ways. Uh, played a bit uh, too sideways. So did Luke Brooks. They both. They really need. They both sort of roosted up a bit, and they both ran to their that, corners. Yeah, absolutely. They had no, they had no one to straighten through. And nobody was dropping and, back and on the, the way, And the other whale in the bay is Appy didn't come on the field till half hour in the game. And by and that stage, you're down by 10. And, and, it's like, and we looked... Yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say we even looked better with him on. 
but we it, not he's straightened them up. No. But it, we know what can happen. Um, he did for probably the first five or ten minutes he was on, and then just sort of went back to normal transmission. Yeah. The, the one big takeaway for me is they need somebody to they need properly. Bateman to drop back inside their halves when they when they are doing that float across the field looking yeah. for their outside men, and it just stop it stops the defence from just go continually on, go on sliding. Murray and Ilias is probably yeah, a, like because yeah. otherwise the defence just slides off, slides off, slides yeah. off, and bundles them over into touch, which yeah. happened how many yeah, times? Yeah, or stopped them in a corner. Yeah. Um, when you've got your your big second rowers dropping back on on the inside and your dummy inside, it just holds up those inside defenders. Whether it's then the half goes himself and scores or draws the outside man and puts the, the guys yeah. on the outside away. So there's a few um, yeah deception plays that they, they really need to work on in and around their halves there. But um, the and the really ball in hand, it didn't look to me like there was many blokes that were going to break the line open and they had, um, cause problems. You had Naden and Dewey. Um, completion rate, which doesn't help. And there was, I think a lot of that was unforced errors. Uh, no Faluma dropped the ball three. To, like, like Naden looked he, like he was going to break the line. They should have just let him go to Melbourne and start again with junior to, junior to power or someone. Like, no. like there's there's still there's still that thing and it is the Tigers. There's still those things there. Um, I thought Naden was fan. yeah Naden, Naden looked was like he was going to break the line a lot with when he Dewey, touched the ball and that can work. And Papa Laurie tried too Laurie hard. Laurie dropping back on the like inside. Papa had three or four drop balls back through the middle. Looked like he may break the line, but yeah. even though how. Um, how much advantage the forwards had. They never looked like they were going to bust a hole and run over the top. No. They were just getting caught. Just and they, they were making good metres yeah. and they were pushing them backwards and pushing them backwards, but they didn't look like they were going to bust the line open and cause, yeah. you know, total chaos. I, I think, and, and yeah, he had the injury. It should have been a game they set the tone at Appy, set the tone the first 10 minutes. Hey, let's get up. Let's score a point in the first 10 minutes. Let's get up. Let's get him going. Whereas from him, where it's a crash play, whatever it is. And they didn't. And then... He's coming on 10 down, so he's playing like a good hooker but doesn't have the front foot to play on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and I know this this week there's still no Bateman. Um, Bateman's one that would swing back inside, I think, and just give you that – or at yeah. least play almost play as a third 5'8 in some ways. And he's, yeah, and he's got a decent short pass as well. Yeah. But so if he does take that angle up and he's got other options in Laurie or somebody else around him, yeah, but – yeah, they really need a few more deception plays for mine um, yeah. because they just sort of fall off the halves. And I know generally Dewey's looking for his outside men. He's probably not going to run. Yeah. He's going to run more than Brooks, but your better option is probably just to hold off and let him play to a corner. And yeah. same with Brooks on the other side. So it sort of limits, jo- he, he limits still, your options. He still doesn't quite play as a full 5'8". Like he's still, yeah, like if he knew he had that big rainbow ball or something, that would hang off a bit more, but he doesn't. He's still... You know what? He may as well fucking play fullback. I think the only reason he doesn't is because he thinks he's a 5'8". Yeah, maybe. Just put him at fullback and move on. And then go get... One some. of those two halves has to challenge the line a bit yeah. more than what they did yeah. in this game. I thought Brooks, yeah, Brooks looked crisp and fast but didn't do a lot. Um, I've wrapped the two blokes I want to wrap. Clem, I thought Clem was outstanding. Yes, so absolutely. I'll, I'll give him a point. But but we, we haven't even talked about the Titans and we need to give them due credit. When they, 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 they weathered that storm... And they got the when it pushed down to shove, they scored the points. AJ was brilliant. AJ back at fullback looked natural, had a bit more space. 
Uh, and if you go back and have a look at pretty much all the points that the Titans scored, it was from that play where they were moving through the back line and sort of angling towards an edge. But it was guys straightening up. It was yeah. AJ coming back through the middle. It was yeah. David Fafita running that hard line through the centers, yeah. and that, that's where Which they has been AJ's go. Where they forever. busted the that's yeah. where they busted the Tigers apart was yeah. that that change of direction back and against the grain, and you know you can't keep sliding. You now have to plant your feet and try and take the inside man. And it causes problems for the inside defenders if they're being lazy, yep. which happened a couple of times yeah, in this game, let's be honest. Uh, tell <laughs> that, yeah, Tommy Talao's defensive decisions weren't the best either. They um, mm. did make a strong case for Staff and Toa coming back. Yeah, you way. would. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, Titans. <laughs> anyway, talk about something other than Tigers. <laughs> uh, AJ was an absolute handful pretty much every time he touched the ball at fullback. I thought he was fantastic back there. And um, I actually really liked when they played uh, Campbell at 5'8", because when yeah. he did come on, he played a bit of 5'8", and he was actually asking a few questions and linked with AJ a couple of times there, which caused um, problems for the, the Tigers. Foran looked um, really handy until he started hobbling around. Um, I thought both halves did. I thought Tanner Boyd was good. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he, a little bit more controlling and probably not as much pressure as what um, Foran did put on the defensive line, but uh, it helped. It helps when Fafita goes on the other side of the field and wants to get involved and <laughs> and run off his mate uh, Foran at different times. So yeah. It made a big difference. Cam Pereira had a debut to forget. <laughs> Poor bugger. Yeah. The superstar in reserves for ages and Sweet had a definitely. brilliant, um, brilliant trial trial match. But um, he'll come good. Barely touched the ball. You've got a nice team to play. They missed three tackles and dropped it a couple of times. But um, yeah, <laughs> that'll happen. Um, I thought Jojo Fafita looked quite good um, at times. He made a couple of breaks down that side and looks like a, a good first grade winger. Joloff, Stimson and Fodawaka were really good in the middle of the field and were, were the reason that the Titans were able to get back on the front foot uh, sort of in the middle of this game when the Tigers' rotation came in yep. and they sort of well, took Mo, over. Mo, 164 <laughs> metres in 40 minutes. Like that's outstanding for feet 200. Sean Bloor, HOA, obviously doesn't help. Yeah. Um, Paul Blake can't seem to catch a break again. Um, but my man in the match was probably David Fafita. I thought... Yeah, He's, so. He had a couple of crucial touches. He, I, think he, I, think, I think he can get in his mind and he gets a sniff when he can feel, when he can There's bust opportunities it. He, for him. But, but the fact that he went looking on both sides of the field and yeah. I think he made close to 30, 20, high 20s in tackles and only missed yeah. one or two, did a bit more work than he usually does and was destructive with ball in hand. Dewey, easily probably the best second best player on the field yeah. without a lot of help. And then I either had um, Clemmer or Mo for the one. And I don't know how to split that because <laughs> I want to make a good case for both. Clemmer did it for I think longer. Cle I think Clemmer did it. For the fact that I played 70 minutes more as well, like I just yeah. saw as a club debut, I want to see it home. And what I like, and I think it's going to happen a lot, is that he someone doesn't come off. So yeah. until he's completely cooked. We'll give going, it to Clemmer. Clemmer yeah, can have the one. And I'm, and I'm sorry, Mo, because I love you. You know that. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, we've said this about every game. Realistically, what finals hopes are these two? Bunch of geeks have. Yeah, they're both struggling. Um, at their best, they, they I th may... I think, I think either team finishes 10th, you take it and, yeah. and be happy. I think at their best, they if they fall into a top eight spot, it's been a brilliant year for them. For it, or it's been a, like a AJ becomes Jared Hayne for a year or, or um, Dewey becomes Brad Fittler. Yeah. Uh, like, they need... Both teams need... Somewhere between the bottom four and the bottom of the eight. Yeah. That's it. That's been our wrap-up of uh, round one. We need to finish with 
our pot plant of the week. Yes. Barn, have you had a thought on it? I have, and it was Felix Crossland for the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> I think he played about 14 minutes and then spent 10 minutes in the uh, in the sin bin as well. Uh, missed a couple. I think he made four tackles, missed two or something, and had like one run for the game. So <laughs> realistically, offered sweet FA is probably a detriment to his side. He's probably even worse <laughs> than having a pot plant out there. But I'm gonna upset some people and make my pot plant Matt Burton. <laughs> right. Mm. I didn't Wasn't far didn't off. See a lot from it. So. <laughs> yeah, with that, we've got a salute. Let, let's uh, finish with the slap first, Barn. Do you have a slap? Oh, the, the edge defence for the Sharks. I already mentioned it. They've gone back to where they were a couple of years ago and missing 50-odd tackles. Just they, Souths were waltzing past their second rowers and their halves at different times in this game. and yeah, They missed so many tackles on the edges. If they want to be anywhere near the top eight they can't be doing that week after week considering how how much they improved from last from two years ago to last year yeah and then they fall straight back into that again first game this year i'm gonna slap the paramount halves right so Fair Mitch cool. Moses needs to wake the fuck up and get involved and dylan brown i hope's not just gonna camp on an eight-year deal and win some games get involved uh so they get my slap and a salute i'm gonna well, I think, there's only, I think there's only one. It's Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins. You've got to give the Dolphins a salute. Um, what a start to the year. How good. How good to see a new club involved. How good to see the atmosphere 100%. involved. How good to see Suncorp full. Yeah, I thought it was tremendous. And um, turns out the bloke knows a thing or two about rugby league. What are you thinking? I'm going for the man of the match in that game, Jeremy Marshall King. I yep. thought he was outstanding. He was fantastic at the Dogs last year and he's – Probably even played one of his best games he's ever played first first up this year. So he set himself a high bar and we'll see how he goes for the rest of the year. But. Beautiful. Um, we haven't touched on yeah, – we'll do a wrap-up. We'll talk about it in the other show. So that's been Footy and Frothy. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com.au to buy some sexy hats, some sexy shirts and some sexy steins. Uh, check out PCTC on Facebook. And uh, if you listen to this, the preview show will be up at the same time. So go and listen to that. You can see what we think about what's coming up next. We've got uh, Disaster Class to talk about, we've got Supercoach to talk about, and we've got eight very interesting games of Rugby League. Thanks for listening. Talk in a minute, I suppose. See you then.